It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It appears that COVID mandates are back at least at some universities, at a Hollywood studio, and we're seeing more calls for the return of mask mandates and for people to get their booster shots. Joe Biden is advising everybody, you got to get your new booster. Forbes.com is saying there's going to be a new COVID booster coming out this fall, and you should talk to your doctor about when you should get your new vaccine. Forbes is saying that doctors are advising you wait for the new one that's coming out this fall. There's a lot of reasons to believe that the lockdowns will return government expenditures and as such. And we've often talked about what the Democrats would need to win an election against Trump, considering Trump lost by only about 42,000 votes across three states. Yeah, they're going to need an excuse to lock people in their homes to enforce mail-in voting, to shut down people's entertainment, to keep them hyper-focused. I don't know that it'll work this time, but we're going to talk about that. Plus, we got a bunch of other news. Donald Trump is going to turn himself in on Thursday. We'll talk a little bit about that. The... Oh, this one's good. Trump has launched a vice presidential debate website mocking the GOP debates. And uh, we'll get into that. Plus, you've got people coming after Oliver Anthony because of a quote that he gave to Fox News. So I definitely want to talk about where we're at culturally. I think I think Oliver Anthony is absolutely fantastic. And the quote he gave that everyone's ragging on him for totally out of context. They are trying to smear the guy because he's doing something good. Before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com to buy Cast Brew Coffee. Uh, support the show by buying our coffee. We sponsor ourselves. We have a whole bunch of different types. We've got ground coffee and whole bean. It is apparent that the ground sells way better than whole. I get it. Not everybody has a coffee grinder, but some people really do want the whole bean. We got K-Cups as well. And you can join the Cast Brew Coffee Club. You will get three bags of coffee, either ground or whole bean, every single month. Also, head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Become a member so that you can watch the members-only uncensored show Monday through Thursday. We'll have one of those up for you tonight at 10 p.m., where you as members can submit questions and potentially call into the show to talk to us and our guest. So smash that like button. Share the show right now if you can. Take that URL, post it everywhere. That really does help. If that's, a, if that's all you can do, it would be greatly appreciated. Word of mouth helps podcasts grow the most. And uh, you can follow the show at Timcast IRL. Joining us tonight to talk about all of this and so much more is Natalie Winters. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor to be back and to be with you guys. Absolutely. Who are you? I am the co-host of Steve Bannon's War Room, and I also run the affiliated website, which is warroom.org, where I occasionally dabble in investigative reporting about all things China, in this case, COVID lockdowns, but basically how the deep state is lying to you. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks. We got Phil Labonte. Hello, everybody. I am Phil Labonte, lead singer of the heavy metal band uh, All That Remains, anti-communist and counter-revolutionary. Today, I am wearing my Hawaii hat in uh, in solidarity with uh, those people that uh, have had their lives destroyed in Did, Hawaii. You see the video of them flicking off Joe Biden and screaming I've at him? I've seen a lot of it. And they have every right to be pissed. Every right. That's another story that we have for you guys. Joe Biden falling asleep during the, the meeting with the victims. Falling asleep! Come on. Wow. Is it true that someone withheld water from the fire department or something? This is the story. This is as, this is how I understand it. Yes. Um, I was listening to Tulsi Gabbard talking talking to uh, Glenn Beck on a podcast today. And she was saying that 
Um, there's a lot of issues and uh, fights over water rights on Maui. Um, you know, water they don't have a lot of a lot of places to get water. If the, if the streams aren't running, it's not raining. There ain't water there. There's not like, like a, a bunch of you know, you're surrounded by seawater. So, um, but yes, there was issues. I don't know the details, so I don't want to say what it was. But there was some kind of issue that caused uh, caused them to have to slow getting water out to to put the fires up. But the the wind was going. At 100 miles an hour, but they were talking about the actual fires were progressing at like 60 miles an yeah. hour. 70 so, knots. Yep. 70 knots. That's, That's crazy. Like I mean, you're you're done. Like, yeah. you're not outrunning that, obviously. No, no, not. Yeah. It's like you, you're, there's nowhere you're going to get inside to get away from it because the buildings are all, you know, it's like you are just People were jumping it. in the water. Yeah. Crazy. You know, uh, it, it looks like a thousand people are dead and it looks like a lot of that Children. thousand are going to be kids. It's a horror. Kids show. that got sent home from school yeah. because of the yeah. fire, and they didn't have anywhere to go, and they burned alive. Jeez, come on. Well, hey, hi everyone. Oh, but Joe, yeah. Joe, Joe was tired, man. Come on. Yeah, he's yeah, tuckered he out, man. Yeah, Joe Biden to to took ten days to get the Navy involved. Someone said that they don't think that it was. Um, they think that the reason that he didn't get out there is because he's sick and he can't make the trip. That's why he had to stop in Tahoe because it's an nice. eleven-hour flight from DC. Even if and you're he's got on. the IV marks on his hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. We right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah, talk we will. I, I also, hey everyone, Ian Cross, and I've got this this crystal that Luke Rudkowski, uh got for me. Apparently, he charged it in the Pacific Ocean himself. Looks like quartz crystal. We bought it from an old man on the on the sidewalk in Tijuana. Thanks, old man. <laughs> and uh, he was he was like, we were like, how much is this? And he's like, uh, how much you got? And we we're like, I don't know. And then he's like, looks at our hand. We see we're holding a bunch of pesos. And he's like, yeah, that. And we're like, yeah, sure. Give us the rock. <laughs> give us Sounds the rock. More old with man. it than Joe Biden. <laughs> and then Luke was like, we can't just give it to you. We have to charge it in the ocean. Yeah. So we walked into we walked right by the uh, where the border wall is. And Luke, Luke put it in the water to charge it up. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That, get that Mexican-American energy. Thanks, I, Luke. I thought, I thought you were talking about like, something like, like a te Tesla charging station. Or something. You charge nope. the quartz quote, and then unquote, you can withdraw the water. energy later. Yeah. Uh, cool. I may take it off because it's kind of heavy around my neck. <laughs> like a millstone. In, there's ghosts in that rock there, Ian. <laughs> I will <laughs> haunt it. Hi, we got Surge pressing buttons. Yeah, I like uh, Ian's Santeria crystal. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> what's up, guys? I'm Surge.com. I'm ready for the show to start. Let's. Uh, All right, let's go. It. Ladies and gentlemen, you, here's the story from today from CBS News. Atlanta-based Morris Brown College says they are reinstating COVID mask mandates. Lionsgate reinstates mask mandate in parts of Santa Monica office following COVID outbreak. And don't forget... The New York Post, amid summer surge of new COVID variants, should we be wearing masks? No. You've also no. <laughs> you've also got a bunch of stories about uh, uh, Biden advocating for people to start getting their vaccines once again. We've got uh, a new vaccine variant being released this fall, according to Forbes. But it seems very likely, at least right now, that COVID mandates will be returning. Now, the story started with none other than Alex Jones, who said that he spoke with a TSA whistleblower who said that they had been called into a meeting to discuss the new COVID policies. And by October, they will be in full-blown COVID policy mandate, etc. I don't know if that's guaranteed, because often when there's a big backlash, when we talk about things, when other shows talk about it, then these stories might disappear because they're worried about a big splash shocking people. So maybe, maybe nothing happens. But I do got to say, I don't know what else the Democrats can do to try to win in 2024 because they desperately need that procedural help when it comes to universal mail-in voting. But you could supply a good candidate. That would help. Robert F. Kennedy, I don't know if he really has a chance in hell. The problem with the Democratic Party is they have super delegates, so they can just pick the candidate. So it doesn't really matter who votes yep. for who. They just 
decide that that's, that's the how person it goes. we're going to run this time. So nice Democratic Republic. Well, it's like, you know, the Democrats are the Harlem Globetrotters and the Republicans are the Washington Generals. That's pretty accurate, I think. So yeah. Gavin I didn't make Newsom's that up. not that's the really guy. Funny uh, Michelle Obama doesn't want to run, I, I hear. Whoa. Why do you keep bringing Michelle Obama up? <laughs> I've heard that she wants, or they wanted to run. They her. wicked wanted to run because she would win. Mm-hmm. But, but she doesn't want know. to do it. You don't think I, so? I, I would have I would have agreed with that a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm not so convinced today. Trump got 75 million votes in 2020. Mm-hmm. That is more than he he got more like more votes than any sitting uh, president, any incumbent. And his, historically, uh, I believe this is true. A president who received more votes in their reelection has never lost until Trump. There were a lot of things that affected 2020. But the most important <laughs> factor here the is Democratic that Democratic Party. Well, for sure. I mean, judges, governors, yeah. policy changes, lawsuits, etc. But when all of these never Trumpers and Democrats are saying Trump can't win, actually, now the Democrats are saying Trump can win and probably will win. And you get these never Trumpers being like, no, no, Trump can't win. Even when Democrats are like, actually, it's looking pretty good for Trump. Donald Trump lost by only about 42,000 votes in three states. Yeah, he can easily remedy that. And especially with Joe Biden's failures, my concern with these COVID, these COVID lockdowns, not, not so much my concern, but what my thinking on this, I'm not so convinced it'll get as bad as many people think because Joe Biden's president. Democrats have the Senate. If they start locking things down and forcing mandates on people, it's Joe Biden's fault. Maybe that's opening the door to bring in a Gavin Newsom or something because they can't run Biden. But this will not help Joe Biden. I I think the easiest way to kind of view all the actions that Democrats do is through the paradigm of obviously accusing your enemies of what you're guilty of. And I think for so long they accused Donald Trump of, you know, conspiring to overturn the election results and sort of more broadly the Republican Party. That's what they did in 2020 and even from the the onset of Trump's campaign in 2016, right? It was Russia, foreign collusion. And I I really think that if you look at the pandemic through that lens, in other words, they use the mail-in voting, they use the pandemic as an excuse to yeah. allow a bunch of money from you know these Mark Zuckerberg aligned groups to really change the way that elections were run to really turn it into nothing that resembles a free and fair election and I think that is why they have been going so hard accusing Donald Trump and the Trump campaign of trying to alter election results and conspiracies to you know overturn elections because in reality that's what they're fundamentally trying to do. And I think one of the ways they do it is the lawfare with the indictments and stuff like that. But I think these COVID-19 mandates, it's another form of lawfare that is almost more nefarious. I think that the, the we were talking earlier um, about the, the point just being to get mail-in ballots out. I think that the, the lockdowns are just going to be... I think that the government and stuff will, will say, okay, you should lock down or there will be lockdowns. I think there's going to be a large, vast majority of Americans are going to ignore it. And then the government's just going to behave as if everyone's doing what they say. They're going to do, they're going to act like everyone's listening, like everyone's locking down and everyone's going to be like, it's so weird that they keep saying that this is ha- like, we should lock down, but nobody does anything. And they're going to use it as an excuse set, so that way they can mail out ballots again. So that no. way they get the ballots into people's hands. I think 98% I agree with you. I would tweak it only slightly. I think what they may end up doing is... Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. 
With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. They'll say, we realize that, you know, hard lockdown policies were, were widely condemned. And so listening to the will of the people. Mm -hmm. We are going to roll out our guidelines that you lock down, but no, no, this time, no one's going to force you. And then they, because that was under Trump that you were forced. And they Joe Biden. And they can still use it as an excuse exactly. to send out the ballots, absolutely. And they'll say, and because our guidelines are as such, we'll be sending out mail-in ballots to every single home in the state. Well, and remember, too, that I think it was either this week or next week, there was a lot of consternation over the fact that Joe Biden was potentially going to declare a climate emergency and use that as a pretext to kind of institute climate lockdowns and whatnot. So frankly, I always thought that it would be more likely that they would bring about the second round of lockdowns via the like climate change or other kind of manufacturing. I don't know crises. how that works because the, the, the first lockdowns people would like myself included gave the government the benefit of the doubt, yep. gave them the benefit Whoops. of the doubt said, Okay, we're going to say if you if the stuff that you're saying is true, it could be a problem. So we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. How on earth are they going to convince people that are adults that are that are 35 and older that have been seeing climate alarmism for their entire life? How are they going to get those people to actually believe Easy. that this new issue that they're bringing up is actually worth locking down for? And Easy. you have to stop. How do you how do they do it? Easy. How? Smog. When the smoke came here, I was messed up. I woke up, my throat was on fire, and I was I was short of breath. Are we seeding the clouds to get, are we starting fires to get smoke? I mean, I'm just saying, they're going to use the smoke problem as a pretext for, we need to do something about this. Now, I'm not saying they're starting fires. I'm saying they've already said the smoke is going to come back this fall. Surprise, well, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because of their yep. per, because of their their particular policies that like allowed for these rainforests to like not rainforests, but forests to build up a loam yeah, that eventually burned. Yeah. But, exactly. I mean, but John Podesta literally said the Maui fires are because of climate change, so they obviously are oh. using all these crises to They're going it's all, it's, it's yeah. going to have to get widespread, but not so extreme as Maui. Mm -hmm. But when you have that's that smoke was brutal. That's it was really, really bad. And uh, we, we had to put, bring the chickens inside because the chickens are low to the ground. Where did you put them? We put them in a shed. We oh. put them in a shed. We had, we, had, we had to get some kind of like air conditioning because it was too hot. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, you need something to put them inside to deal with the particulates because they can die. You get enough of those events where people keep panicking and people are getting sick and people are going to the hospital. And then they're going to say, we have to do something about climate change. And I mean, even look at Hurricane Hillary in California. I'm from California. My parents were there. They sent me videos and I sort of joked to them. I was like, it just looks like it's raining. And not, to, I'm sure people were injured. That's what hurricanes but, but, look like. You know, no one, no one died in California, right? I think I'm correct in that one person maybe died in Mexico. But my parents said you went to the grocery stores, every single thing except for sliced white bread was gone. And I think that shows you how the media, if they really can manufacture a narrative around some, you know, looming impending natural disaster, whether it's the smog, a hurricane, this, that, 
even if in reality it's not actually as intense as they want it to be, they can sort of like social engineer a reaction or a response to yeah. it that elicits almost in some ways a reaction that's worse than her. I, 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 I agree, but I got I got to respond to this. The left's ability hurricanes, to I gotta, is I, crazy. Right. Hurricanes are just drizzle. Yeah. At Hur Hurricane Sandy in New York, there was no rain at all. And this is a mistake I made when I was in Hurricane Irene in Virginia that... Uh, that uh, don't get me wrong. Hurricanes can't have rain. And yeah, there was rain. some rain for Sandy. So when I was in Sandy, Overnight. I'm standing near the stock exchange in the financial district watching Manhattan flood and the waters are rising and we're putting sandbags out and all there was no strong wind and there was no rain at this time. And all you heard was a because the wind was going above the buildings and being uh, refracted from the buildings. When I was in Irene, no strong rain at all. And I was shocked and I was like, where's the rain? So I see all these videos from people and they're like, this is the great hurricane, it's just drizzle. And then you have this massive flooding sweeping through the LA river. And man, there's this video of these guys jogging and they, it, the, this, the water is raging next to them as they're on this, this walking path. And then they come to this, uh, this water that's flowing rapidly across the path and they hop and skip through it. And I'm like, that's how you die. Yeah. Because you put one foot down, the it pushes you over, so and you get swept into yep. that massive raging storm current, yep. and then you're dead. Yep. The, the issue with hurricanes is always storm surge. And I also want to add, we know that the hurricane in, in Los Angeles wasn't climate change. No, it was the wrath sure. of God over the drag nuns. At the, <laughs> I'm kidding. But it is, it is crazy to see. We've got uh, uh, the news is the most important factor in whether or not you get a reaction. If the media, and, and even we are guilty of this and everyone's guilty of this, the media dictates the narrative and the story. They'll, all their journalists will just start talking about the same thing and then all the conservatives will come out and react to it. So when they decide the big story is going to be these fires, everyone's like, oh, the fires, oh, the fires. And then you're going to get more and more news where they're going to put the smog death counter and they're going to, yup, and then people, and they're going to be like, we have to do something about it. And then all of the Democrats and all the neolibs are going to be like, why aren't you locking down? It's the, it's the smog. It's coming. It's climate change. I, I, I believe it's entirely possible. I imagine there will be a lot more uh, interpersonal conflict with people on the street, with people saying, why, you know, when, when it comes to people that are complaining about, oh, why aren't you locking down? And then the, the people that don't want to lock down, don't want to wear a mask. They're not going to be quiet about it anymore. Like the, again, People gave the benefit of the doubt the first time in 2020. They're not going to give the benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah, 15 days to slow yeah, the spread. Fool me once. As soon as someone says something about, oh, why aren't you yeah. wearing your mask? Someone's going to be like, because I want to get, you know, whatever. They're going to just, you know, give, give a bunch of uh, lip and it's going to be a lot of confrontations. I, I bet. I've got a feeling the people, not all of them, but per, for the most part, if people are scared into wearing masks by TV shows, those are those are cowardly people. That's that's a behavior of cowards, and cowards aren't very likely to come out on the street and challenge you for not wearing a mask. They absolutely if they're if they're afraid, then they're going to be like that person is endangering me, and it's going to be a fear response when they go up to them and confront them. It's not going to be about asserting themselves for dominance. It's going to be you're going to hurt me. That's that's and that's always what the what the case was when it came to the people that were like, oh, you know, you're not wearing your mask. It's always like you should be wearing your mask because you're going to hurt me. I, uh, I I'm I liken back to 2020 and I think you just said it 15 days to slow the spread. The only reason in hell I would ever lock my country down is because there was some sort of flesh eating virus tearing through the population. You never do that to your country unless it, it was the last ditch effort circumstance that you have no other choice. You lost running water. You lost soap. 
if in those situations, maybe because you, that that is the recipe to destroy your country is to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Don't do that again. And don't make people put fucking dirty masks on. Nice. I'm sick of it, man. I'm fucking sick of it. I will not do it again. Thank you. I wonder how many people feel exactly the same way. Yeah. I agree. Well, you know, we're out in West Virginia, so we came out here because we were in New Jersey and it started getting really intense. There was talk locally about shutting down the bridges out of New Jersey. And I was like, I'm leaving. I'm not going to stick around to wait and find out if I'm trapped on this peninsula. So we uh, we were working on setting up the new studio and we were like, let's just go down early and we'll figure it out and we'll we'll make it work. The problem was the Internet wasn't set up. And so we had to use this like janky Internet. But I was like, don't know, don't care, don't want to be in New Jersey anymore. So we came out here and then surprise, surprise. You know, the, the interesting thing about coming out to West Virginia, we're, we're in the tri-state, which is Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia. The further you go towards the cities, the more you have to wear masks. You go into Maryland, they're nuts. Okay. You cross into West Virginia, ain't nobody wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people would, you might see some people somewhere, but for the most part, nobody was. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, you know, when I say get out of cities, it's not just about whether or not you'll be safe. It's about whether you'll be comfortable. But if you want to live in those lockdowns, I, 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 look, if the government announces climate change lockdowns, you know, all these Democrats are going to be, the Krasensteins are going to make the, 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 uh, the rational argument on Twitter to engage in conversation about why the climate change lockdowns are absolutely required and why Joe Biden is right to institute them. They will fall in line in two seconds. Did they There's, mention climate change lockdowns or is this just an idea? Yes, they're talking about it because if you remember- No, 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 not the Krasensteins. I'm saying they're an example of, they often come out with the establishment narrative and try to make a reasonable conversation about why it's correct. They don't, they don't come out like most libs screaming and like, yeah, why aren't you doing it? You know, they're just like, I'd like to have a discussion about it. It's, it's I mean, I respect it, but I'm I am, just saying they will be doing it. I am more likely to decide that a new pandemic is more dangerous and I would lock down for a new pandemic than I am for a climate change lockdown. Oh, yeah. Like, it would, it would take actual, like, I would have to be, it would be forced. They'd have to be like, you you have to leave. You can't come in. They'd have to kick me out of everywhere. I'm not staying in my house, you know? I, I think the uh, <laughs> the initial lockdowns, the reason why we all gave the benefit of the doubt to the government was because they were talking about this novel respiratory virus with a high mortality rate. And so we're all like, we got to figure out what's going on. Now that hindsight is 2020, we all look back like, oh, what a a waste of time. That was so dumb. But yeah, we were seeing these these videos of people in China collapsing in the street Mm -hmm. and people were getting scar tissue in their lungs. I think the alpha strain of COVID was really, really, really bad. And then what happens is, this is, at least this is how the corporate press has described it. Over time, the more serious strains uh, cease because they cause too much damage to the host yeah. and limit its ability to spread. Somebody who is so sick, they're incapacitated, can't spread the virus. So the weaker versions that start emerging keep people somewhat active, feeling a little under the weather, and that more easily spreads. So over time, the variants will become weaker, but more contagious, or, or I guess that's how they described it. Uh so at the time when they were saying, look at what we're seeing, we were seeing very, very serious stuff. I can, I can respect that nobody knew. And I can say now we know. And now we should be uh, more careful about how we enact these things. That being said, we've talked about it on this show. You brought it up, Ian. What if it was an airborne Ebola? That's what I'm talking about. And I- then we're like, okay, that's actually a really good question. I still think you have the responsibility to quarantine if you want to. 
And I put my faith and trust in our government and our world's governments during COVID because I thought maybe it was going to be a flesh-eating bacteria. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not going to play God on this one. But after the 15 days ended and they kept going for month, like another 15 days and another 15 days, it was like, and then I found out about the bio labs in, in Wuhan that Anthony Fauci's involved in. And I'm like, okay, so they, what, they built this thing and then it got loose. Is that the story now? This is disgusting. I'm not saying there can't be another bioweapon let loose on people, but like, it's not worth destroying the global economy because of it. You've got to take care of yourself. Thank you, Tim. That's a good point. You have to take care of yourself first. You need a healthy body. You need to eat healthy. You need to get enough sunlight and enough sleep. You need to get soap and drink enough water. And if, if you're hearing in the news that they're saying there's an airborne Ebola with a 50% mortality rate. It should still be your choice whether or not you want to go out and go to work. The government forcing you to stay home is stupid. They're like, no, you can't leave now. If there's an airborne, but again, we're talking about something that's very extreme. If there's an airborne Ebola, people you're going to see people. You're going to see people literally bleeding out of their eyes, and you're going to. It's going to be real easy to make the decision. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to be like, <laughs> let me think about it. Do I need to go get them smokes? Or not no. Everyone's staying home. You know, actually, but you see these open air drug markets. These, no. these these videos out of Philadelphia and Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, Skid yeah, okay. Row and stuff. Dude, I imagine if, if there's a pandemic, like a, a more serious one that gets to that That's level of like it. 10, 20, 30%, there's going to be videos of all of yep. these people being like, yeah, and like leprosy vomiting. was nasty. When they oh, couldn't, dude. before they knew leprosy was like just a bacteria that eats flesh, before they had soap, really, they couldn't wash it off. That's basically the cure. I, they, they, they would touch people's bodies and they would get the bacteria on their own skin and then their skin would start to get God. eaten. And they thought it was contagious, like, so they would quarantine lepers, but like, Leprosy is not that easy I, to I gotta, I, I got to just read about it last night. Oh, cool. I got to read a super chat. Normally we, we wait until the end for super chats, but it's too good. Chaser says, Ian just broke the die to reveal a 21 inside. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love, I love how the saying hindsight is 2020, like literally applies to COVID because it literally was the year 2020. Right? <laughs> I know. Isn't one. that weird? I actually, uh-huh. I can't take credit for that. I had a hairstylist who was like super hippy dippy and into all this stuff. And she was giving me all these sayings. I was like, oh my gosh. But I think what enrages me the most, and I obviously did a lot of reporting on Anthony Fauci and the bio labs and the Wuhan Institute of Virology is that, this very same group, EcoHealth Alliance, was sort of funneling the taxpayer funds to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They have continued to receive multi-million dollar grants from the federal government, even from the Department of Defense, particularly working on, believe it or not, the grants are under the weapons of mass destruction category, sort of in the yep. bioweapon territory. Wow. And they've renewed even that really controversial grant um, from NIA, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, to EcoHealth, the same grant they were working with, the Chinese Communist Party-run lab on these, you know, manipulating bat coronaviruses. And also, it's so enraging because you hear all these Western scientists still sort of championing uh, the crusade of, you know, oh, we need to partner with scientists in China who are all under the thumb of the Chinese Communist Party. And it just seems like the establishment has not learned their lesson at all when it comes to pandemic prevention. And I think it goes back to what we were all saying and really what I think is at the core of our frustration with these lockdowns and these mandates is that these alleged people who are supposed to be stopping these pandemics who are in the business of pandemic prevention also concurrently seem to be the very same people who are benefiting when the pandemics hit because when they institute the lockdowns, the mandates, it just increases their power, right? It just increases their ability to basically control society. And I think for me, looking at it through, again, my very niche lens of like the Wuhan Institute of Virology and who's funding all these entities, they haven't learned their lesson. So when you see the same voices on the mainstream media telling us we need to lock down and always ending their segments with the, you know, wagging their fingers saying you need to wear a mask. It's like, 
no, shut up. <laughs> you guys haven't learned your lesson. I usually don't get fired up, but it's just these people are so full of it. And well, if they think they can do it again, good luck. YouTube has their new World Health Organization policy. They, <laughs> I guess they got rid of the COVID policy and now they're doing the straight up World Health Organization policy where you can't defy them or whatever. But this should well, this will be interesting to see That's what, what YouTube said. YouTube launched their World Health Organization. Saying the quiet part out loud, yeah. Yeah, they're saying <laughs> it used to be the COVID policy and now it's just the WHO policy or whatever. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we'll see what new rules they start rolling out randomly that seem to make no sense. And the pandemic treaty, too. I feel like we're talking about all of this with the variable being the Biden regime, right? But... I think the climate lockdowns are something that would probably be instituted, I would argue, more from a global perspective. I think they would probably emanate more so out of the United Nations. And if you really look at the genesis, the origins of the concept of climate lockdowns and combating climate change through mandates and stuff like that, it really it's not really a Biden regime idea. It's more of well, a United Nations idea. I, I want to say one thing before we go to the next story. I'm just imagining that there are some like deep state intelligence agency guys who have to watch the show every night <laughs> and they just saw Ian snap and now they're all scared. Like, have we gone too far, dude? Yes, <laughs> you have gone too far. It's not you personally. <laughs> Things have gone too mad. far. It's time to reel it in. Ian's a lot of people it. feel like I feel right now. Ian's like the barometer for like weird middle of the road dude in this country who typically doesn't pay attention and now he's getting angry and they're like, I think we've pushed people too far. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's jump to this story though. I love this from NBC News. How climate lockdowns became the new battleground for conspiracy-driven protest movement. Protesters radicalized by their opposition to COVID lockdowns have a new target. Anti-traffic measures. So they're already downplaying what the media themselves were saying years over the past several years. There was an article in the New York Times that said the co because of the COVID lockdowns, the earth was healing. Yes, like that was something that I I meant to bring up is like the fact that like in the beginning of the, the COVID lockdown, it's like all of the people that are worried about the environment were just like, ooh, you know, rubbing their hands together. Like, this is our shot. If we can get people to lock down, we can save the earth. And I, I feel like they might have gotten the idea to lock down and, and no, actually, I'm not going to say that because I, they probably had it long before, so. That's a bad idea. Anyway. But you think that the two are connected, the, the climate and the COVID opportunity to lock people down? No, I, th I, th I think that the, the idea story. for a climate lock, I, I was going to say that or pontificate that the idea for a climate lockdown might have got started because of COVID. But then I thought about it and they probably had these plans lock, uh, started previous to that. So that's why I didn't want to say it. But that yeah, was I, I think, idea. you know, slowing the rate of carbon dioxide production is Okay, but if it's going to destroy or hinder humanity, I think that's the wrong tactic because we can reuse the carbon dioxide, particularly to turn it into graphene and other materials. Reuse the methane also and turn it into carbon dioxide. And My graphene. problem with those kind of like global scale um, plans that people have, if they mess up, you know, you're looking at a... a a death toll in the billions. You mean if they met, if they take too much carbon out of the air, they could well, kill if, all the trees they, and murder humanity? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure, but like you know, Bill Gates' plan to blot out the sun—that is an actual, legit plan that Bill Gates has been talking. Like, 
I don't know if they're talking about uh, using something to seed the clouds and make more clouds or actually putting some kind of filter up there to block out the sun. He's talked about it and he's serious. I think that's a terrible idea. Blocking the amount of sun that falls on the earth seems like it only has a bajillion and a half ways that it can go wrong and kill people. Dude, you know? That's the only way to beat the robots, man. <laughs> yeah, Come right. On. Yeah, you got to got to blacken the skies. Do it, we don't know if it was us or the robots. Yeah. Also, plant life uh, yeah. relies heavily on sunlight. You I know? also think it's interesting because so many of these agendas, whether it's the World Economic Forum or the United Nations, for some reason, they all have seemed to identify the year 2030 as like their end goal, Agenda right? 2030, Agenda yeah. 2030. Yeah. And even the WEF has their own sort of like iteration of it that also concludes in 2030. China has their 2030 plan too. They also have a 2025 one. But I think it'll be really interesting. And that's why I think this election really is so pivotal because I think the world, not just America, will take two very different trajectories, right? If you have someone like Donald Trump in office, I would argue that Agenda 2030 is not going to just get, you know, carte blanche, blank sign off by Donald Trump to enforce it. Whereas if you have someone like Joe Biden, who empirically throughout, you know, the United Nations and the WHO pandemic treaty, his actions have shown that he's sort of on board with that. And a lot of his advisors are too. I think you will see two very, very different outcomes for the world writ large, depending on who wins this, this election cycle. And I really, timing. I really think that even if like someone, and I don't really have a, a, I don't really care if it's Donald Trump or someone else, but if it is Donald Trump, like, I don't think that it's like a guarantee that he can navigate us through the, you know, the coming, tumultuous situation of you know the wef trying to take over the world i think that donald trump is just a maybe if we go with a democrat it's a definite that we're going to do whatever That's it right. is that the international community wants we lose our sovereignty if we if we elect a democrat because they don't in they don't push back against the international community so whatever the international community wants is what the what the united states does regardless of what the american people want let me let me pull this up from wikipedia just so you understand agenda 2030 this is from Wikipedia, Sustainable Development Goals from the UN. They say it's uh, their global goals or sustainable development goals are a collection of 17 interlinked objectives designed to serve as a shared blueprint for peace and prosperity. 17 is a magic number, Jim Lin yeah. uh, Jim's Lindsay says too. Oh yeah, for people mm. and the planet now into the future. They say it was formulated in 2015 by the UN G General Assembly. As part of the post-2015 development agenda, they say they were formally articulated and adopted in a UNGA resolution called the 2030 Agenda, known colloquially as Agenda 2030. So when you hear people saying this, you're going to get the media saying it's one big conspiracy theory. It's all nonsense. And what they're going to do is they're going to ignore the actual complaints people have about the, the mission of the UN, and they'll hyper-focus on some random crackpot in an alley who's screaming that Agenda 2030 is trying to steal moon cheese. And they'll be like, these crazy conspiracy theorists think the earth is flat. And then the average person who's like, hey, this is a, a bit alarming to me because we're a sovereign nation that shouldn't be giving over our rights to an international body. They will omit that from the news reports. That's the same same type of thing that they did with the whole like Jeffrey Epstein stuff and then the, the pizza place. Like they, they used the, the crazy guy going to the pizza place to to deflect from like Epstein actually getting arrested and going and and the trial you know and, the, and him actually being found guilty of of human trafficking and stuff they were using the pizza gate stuff to discredit the idea that there were actually right. you know and everyone knows that Epstein had been you know found guilty of of uh, trafficking that Ghislaine has deal. been found yeah he cut some deal but Early on, yeah. but uh, but everyone knows that that was the situation they, everyone knows that there have been no names released, and yet people still will say things like, oh, Pizzagate 
you know, you're thinking that it's, it's kind of crazy to think that there are people in the government that are pedophiles. There's multiple court cases that have been found that these people did. It wasn't this. like Prince Andrew directly implicated. Prince Andrew couldn't wear certain clothing at the funeral of the queen because of his embarrassing the royal family. Like he couldn't <laughs> wear his official cape and or something like that. I think it was military dress. I'm not sure what the what it was, but there was official stuff that that the that the prince should have been able to wear. Yeah, it's like ceremonial. Yeah, yeah but take it, he disgraced, disgraced them. Look at this. Goal number one is no poverty. How that's not possible. Yeah, good luck. Poverty is relative. A poor person today has better dental care than Rockefeller did a hundred years ago, mm -hmm. hundred and some odd years ago. So that's like a, it's an impossible thing to say. Zero hunger. Let's uh, well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me, let me tell You're you about. Supposed to be hungry wait, wait, wait. sometimes. I know. Right? <laughs> hunger is a good thing. It tells and you that you need fasting. to put food in your stomach. Nope. <laughs> right. Uh, let's. I'm going to approach this from the view of Ultron. The rogue AI that was trying to wipe out humanity. How do you end poverty? They say goal number one is to end poverty in all its forms everywhere. It would end poverty globally. One of its indicators is the proportion of population living, living before the, below the poverty line. Now, you see, these, these, these lefties and these corporate journalists or whatever might see that and say, oh, I get it. If they give all the poor people more access and money, they'll be above the poverty line. And then all of the international elites look at each other like, uh, sure. And what they're actually envisioning is the poverty line is the cutoff point where they excise that portion of the population mm. and then there's no poor people anymore. Mm. Then they say zero hunger. Same thing. How do you get rid of hunger? Anyone who's hungry, gotta yeah, go. You know what I'm saying? Good health and well-being. Anyone who's not, gotta go. Quality education. Once again, those who are not getting quality education, you gotta go. And wait, right. before, you, before you go on, anyone that says that, that about getting rid of people that are in, uh, in good health, look at what Canada is doing now with MAID. Like yeah. it, when exactly. you first when you first hear it, you think, "Oh, it would never happen." But if you think real quick, "Oh, wait a minute!" It's literally happening in Canada. They were they are encouraging people that are a burden to the system to kill themselves. This is yep. not far fetched. This is not imaginary. This is exactly what a lot of the NGOs want to see happen. the The idea that nations should end and we should be a global community and a global country or whatever you want to call I got, it. I got to be honest. Like if you were to look through this. Population reduction does seem to be a general path towards acquire, accomplishing a lot of these goals. Absolutely. They, like, they, let's think about this. How do you get rid of poverty? Well, if we have mechanization and automation and you remove a large portion of the population through MAID or whatever, or through even- even Degrowth. Degrowth. Like, mm -hmm. this is the thing people need to understand about this. They assume, and the media would want you to assume this, that the conspiracy, there's a conspiracy theory where the, the global elites are going to go around killing people. It's like, okay, well, maybe with medical assistance and dying or in death or whatever up in Canada, you have something like that. But it's really just like, don't have kids, abort your kids, sterilize your kids, take birth control. That's degrowth. That is one way to achieve the goal. It's- um. Did you guys ever play, we talked about this before, Fallout? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, play the, them all. I, I can't remember which one it was, but the in the end, one of the endings is, for those that aren't familiar, it's a post-apocalyptic world wiped out by nukes. There's a gigantic, super intelligent mutant being who says, you can choose to, I'll, I'll let you go and you can live, but you have to be sterilized so that you can't reproduce anymore because you're, you're old world or something to that effect. I think that's the first one. Yeah, I think so. So the general idea is, no, no, you're, you're mistaken. No one wants to reduce population. They just don't want you to have kids. And then in 20, 30 years, population will have been reduced. Mm -hmm. Tell me about degrowth. Degrowth is is essentially, so the way that the, the argument goes is our capitalist society 
depends on infinite growth, right? It has to keep growing because we keep having more people. We have to keep producing and we live on a finite earth. We live on an earth with a, a cert with a limited amount of resources and we are going to use them up. So what we need to do is not we have to have a net zero impact on the environment. So that means we don't have an impact. Net zero means a totally zero impact on the environment. And you're going to achieve that through degrowth, which means you have to have a contraction of the economies of the countries on the on the planet it your gdp is directly related to your life expectancy every point of gdp that your country goes down there is a corresponding number of deaths that happen so degrowth means population shrinking they and that is intentional now it starts off and this is and i'm looking back to the first half of the 20th century eugenics and population control and these types of man controlling society with big plans like like they're talking about here these these type of programs will start off with one mandate and one one idea and they and they grow and i hate to do this because i don't want people to be like oh you know you're everyone compares it but like the stuff that Hitler did to the Jews in Nazi Germany didn't start off with grab them and throw them into the uh, into the concentration camps. It started with okay, you got to wear these patches. It starts small. So the idea of we have to do things to contract, the government has to do things to contract. They will start small, Tired. and as it doesn't work as fast as they want, and as there are are people that will push back, they will continue to up their efforts, and you will end up with. I imagine billions dead. I think it's also so, so it's just so presumptuous too of the United Nations to just like assume that those are shared goals by everyone. Yeah, it's so euphemistic. It's couched in. They're not assuming that. They don't care if you want those goals. They don't care if those goals. You're in their way. Yeah. But no, that's precisely my point. And it dovetails with what what you're saying. Like, it's not like they're like, oh, we're really just, you know, we're going to wait. We want to like push these on people when everyone agrees to it. It's like, no, they are actively trying to implement this agenda. I think they're doing it very discreetly now. And I think when you look at how watered down the food supply has become in terms of how we grow our crops, how devoid they are of nutrients and minerals, the water supply. I mean, report after report shows the carcinogenic, the toxic lead and metals, heavy metals in literally every city even like out in rural areas i really think that that is is a new form of of biological warfare that i think they are waging on this country to make us fat depressed sick unhappy i mean the levels of magnesium depletion and among so many americans which is critical to being happy is so ridiculous and i think that that's how they're starting to to do a lot of this i want to jump to this story from the post-millennial donald trump will be arrested by fanny willis on thursday in atlanta He says, I'll be going to Atlanta, Georgia on Thursday to be arrested by a radical left district attorney. And in the context of all of this uh, uh, agenda 2030 type stuff, more so how Democratic politicians agree with climate lockdown ideas and want to stop climate change, those kinds of things. The the future I envision with an unobstructed Donald Trump is secure borders, you having a job somewhere, factories coming back. And uh, kind of the older way of doing things. What Democrats want, and I mean this literally, I'm not going to use any euphemisms or conspiracies, like literally when they talk about climate change, they want a reduction in fossil fuels. They don't want factories. They want to outsource. They want you to 
I don't, I don't want to say, oh, nothing and be happy because that's more World Economic Forum. But they very much want you to live in your cubicle box and just be told what to do and do what you want. And many of the people in cities seem to be completely okay with it. Donald Trump is an inversion of that. And for that, he is their biggest threat. So, of course, Trump will be arrested. But we do have more news on this. A second Georgia lawmaker is seeking the impeachment of rogue district attorney Fannie Willis. So with everything we've talked about so far in terms of degrowth and Agenda 2030, climate lockdowns, COVID lockdowns may be coming back, it is not a foregone conclusion. There is a very clear path to victory, and I think it is the obvious path to victory, and I think it is the likely path to victory. I think it is the likely outcome. Donald Trump only lost in 2020 by a margin of about 42,000 votes in three states. There's, I, I think it is unlikely they screwed up this time. Trump has already said we need a ballot harvesting operation. There are already, already being moves made. There's more activism ramping up. And the Democrats don't have the advantage of hard lockdowns. They need 100 Scott Presslers is what they need. And they need, to get rid of, they need to get rid of Rona McDaniels. That's one thing that I wanted to ask you. What is your take on Rona McDaniel? Putting me on the spot. I know. <laughs> well, I like to call her Ronna Romney McDaniel. Don't forget that. Cause so, I think okay, that's all I need to know. <laughs> Honestly, you've just yeah, literally yeah. given me your you, opinion You on buried McDaniel. the lead. No, I think the RNC loves to fundraise a bunch of money off of well-meaning patriots, use it to use really, really cushy, uh, you know, retreats at five-star resorts and do absolutely nothing. And I think they spit in the face and they're laughing behind the backs of people like Scott Pressler. Um, people who are actually doing the work, and I don't think anyone should give any money to the RNC and look no further than the antics they've been up to with this whole debate that's happening tomorrow, trying to get Trump to join in on it. Rana is a is a joke. She spends, I think, a lot of the money on lip fillers. No. Do you? <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Do you? Do you? Feel, why do you feel like Trump got behind her? Or what it, What do you think he was thinking? Because I think that, that was probably one of the worst things that he did since he's been out of office is actually putting his support behind Ron McDaniel. She's the, in my opinion, she's the biggest person at fault for allowing the Democrats to just outperform them, to, to outpolitic them. You know, it's like on the, the, the ground game that the Republicans had was such an embarrassment yeah. compared to the Democrats. And the Democrats run rings around them. And it's Ron McDaniel's fault. She was in charge. So like, where's the accountability, you know, and what are they actually doing to make sure that it doesn't happen again? Because if you, re like, I really do think that the biggest culprit for why Donald Trump didn't didn't isn't in the in the White House now is Ron McDaniels and the and the RNC. I think it's twofold. I think in addition to the RNC just being like the abysmal little sister of the DNC couldn't even compete if they if they wanted to. I also think the DNC has sort of an extension of an apparatus that is the groups like the Center for Tech and Civic Life, right? Sure. The Zuckerberg type groups and we just because we are the right, we don't have that and I would argue that independent of the DNC, I think those so-called nonprofits, that really shady dark money apparatus is what allowed Democrats to win more so I, I i i i you're not rona and i'm not trying to push you on the spot so but why do you think it is that like i'm definitely I, not rona I, I know so i'm not trying like I said, i'm not trying <laughs> no, to put you on the spot no, I, but like so then why do you think it is that like nothing was done like why is it that 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 she 
like because because the things Democrats have have a history of having a better ground game, and because of the fact that they tend to cluster in urban areas, it's easier for them to do things like get you know ballot harvest. Why is it that Rona hasn't you know nobody has thought about the fact that that this is you know this is the way things are? Like why didn't why weren't they prepared? I you know I don't I don't know. No, I I think you know it's the same question and the same answer and the same logical just anger that you get when you ask why house republicans aren't doing anything anything really meaningful when it comes to the hunter biden investigation to impeaching joe biden to these covid mandates to defunding the government and i think the issue is it's exactly and precisely people like rana who really to their their core yeah maybe they're republican but they're not really conservative again i was going to say trump supporters maga type but i know that for some people that might not necessarily be what they identify with but i think these are people who are very okay with the status quo um because the status quo means that they retain their power and i don't really think rana cares if republicans lose elections i don't really i just think she wants to retain her position phil would anybody go watch the harlem globe trotters if the washington generals won They'd be I would way. buy tickets to the next game. It would be interesting, yeah. to, be, to be completely honest. But uh, I, I, I just, I, I hate to break this to you, Phil, but the generals, they're meant to lose. I mean, I, you know, I, I wish, I wish that we had a legitimate opposition party. How about that? It looked like we were Turning Point USA. Charlie Kirk, I think they were. Who was it? Harmy Dillon running against Ron. Yeah, Harmy. Yep. Harmy was. I thought Harmy was going to win. No. Oh, they both were. Yes, yeah. Michael Lindell was. The, too. the energy in the room was electrifying at yeah. Turning Point when we were talking about it. Harmy was there, and I thought, like, of course, it's like confirmation bias. I was like, she's definitely going to win with this kind of support. It was only like a thousand people, you know, and of course, you get caught up in your own True. smell. True. But like. Uh, then I, I mean that's the that's the lively Republican base is Charlie Kirk and Turning Point like that's really young people yeah yeah so I just don't know why I mean I don't know if there's malfeasance behind the scenes and that's why Ron took it if Ron is just more popular on the global stage so that's why she got it did they vote well money? I also think the RNC election right's not actually Americans voting it's people within the confines of the RNC and I think what you're talking about right the the disconnection or rather disconnect between the grassroots activist actual MAGA type people and the selection of Rana and it's sort of like the same phenomenon phenomenon I would argue with Trump in 2016 where that was the first time there was a, a candidate who actually appealed to the actual Republican voting base as opposed to the more elite de you know donor class and I think unfortunately the RNC I mean there's a reason it has the reputation it, it does for the most part and there are some RNC members who are you know more populist who are you know come on war room all the time and are always willing and down to slam Rana but I think unfortunately most of the members of the RNC because think about how you get to be in the RNC. You don't go get to be a member of the RNC or the committee man or committee woman if you're like a hardcore outspoken populist type, you know, doing hardcore Trump activism. They were against Trump in 2016. So I think you have a lot of holdovers there who, again, not that it's about Trump as a person. It's about more than that. It's about the strand, the stripe of the Republican Party and the voters who, who get behind him. And I think the Ronna Romney McDaniels of the world, the elite Republican, the country club Republican class has done everything in their power to suppress and, and quash that stripe of conservatism.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That, Settled. That, that business yeah. uniparty. You know, Vivek, I was listening to him, Ramaswamy, on Sean Ryan's podcast last night. And he was saying how, like, it's really not about Republicans versus Democrats. It's yeah. about the... I guess you'd call it the administrative class versus everybody else. Mm-hmm. And yep. they've got this stupid lock and he's like, just, you got to fire them. You've got to cancel the FBI and reposition we, a lot of the, the people into other departments yeah. and things. We should not have a political class. I agree. It, it's weird to me that there, there's a political class that should not exist. People who are born and bred and educated for the sole purpose of being in charge of people makes no sense. Right. I'm sorry. That's how it maybe used to be with lords and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. now- this is supposed to be a country for, of, and by the people, which means it's supposed to be a person who is running for office. Here's why. Here's my experience. Instead, perhaps only because of the natural uh, tendencies of man, people who, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, taxi drivers, you name it, astronauts, which is like, look, I don't want to deal with these policies. Can we just get someone else to do it? And that's how it happened in the federal government. It came from laziness, according to Vivek, when he was on our show, he was discuss- discussing this about a month ago, that the people in Congress just didn't want to do the work anymore. So they outsourced it to the, uh, what do you call Bureaucrats? it? The Federal Reserve. Yeah. They yeah. like they create these external things to do their work that they should be doing. That's because if they take votes and they're if they vote on the record, they have to answer to their constituents. Mm-hmm. If they pass the buck to someone else, they can be, I didn't do it. So when they go back to when Congress people go back to their their uh their areas um you know they can be like oh well you know i tried and i told you i wouldn't i've tried to but you know it didn't work so because this is how it goes now it's all about getting the the less they're responsible for the happier they are because it's more likely they'll win their they'll they'll re they'll win re-election so taking responsibility for the actions is a huge part of why they outsource it or why they've been 100%. trying to that's but, why they did it with 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 donald trump with the uh, or not i'm sorry not, not donald trump with uh george bush when it came to the iraq war and stuff they gave him the authorization for use of force they're supposed to declare war they didn't actually that's what makes the iraq war illegal is the congress doesn't have the authority to give the president the authority to make war the president can react so that the president can send the marine corps to like you know to save american lives or whatever but the president can't conduct war the congress is supposed to is supposed to declare war if we go to war when congress gave the president that power they didn't have the power to do that so that means that the president didn't have the power because congress didn't have the power to give the president the power so when the president ordered all the troops into iraq it was illegal because he didn't have the legal authority the uh, the authorization for the use of force is an unconstitutional document it was an unconstitutional law so is the federal reserve act also unconstitutional legal the federal reserve act is unconstitutional there was an, an amendment that i believe was was uh improperly um improperly ratified that was for the the federal reserve but the federal reserve there there are people that will make the argument that it is unconstitutional because it is not outlined in the in the constitution um but there are also people that are going to say that the necessary and proper clause uh allows for it let's jump to this story from timcast.com ladies and gentlemen trump pack creates 2024 vice presidential debate website trolling fox news 
and other candidates. That's right. Trump has announced he will not attend the debate Wednesday, and apparently he said debates. He's not going to do any of them, which airs on Fox News. Instead, he will sit with the network's ousted former host, Tucker Carlson, for a one-on-one -on -one interview. That's going to be really interesting. That'll be big. Well, here's the website. VP debate. What is this? The only person here is Chris Christie. Oh, okay. When you format the web, when you, when you shrink the website. <laughs> it's like it, what? Mobile format? Me, yeah, it's like, there we, there, there there is, we go. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's zoom out a little bit. And uh, battle for the vice presidency. Look, Vivek's got 55%. Can I, I can't scroll down here. Can I, I just got to make it smaller. That's battle for second place. Yeah, look at that. Vivek's the 2024 wow. vice presidential debate and Vivek Ramaswamy's got 55%. Actually really, really like this. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to watch a debate. I don't care about the, the GOP debate. I would be surprised if many of you intend to watch it. Oh, this but is going to be. That, that's on got, you. We got to watch this. We can't. Oh, that Fo sucks. Fox News has explicitly stated they will take anyone down who rebroadcasts any portion of the show beyond a small amount, a small snippet. Uh, if we do it after it airs, nope. is that okay? What a ridiculous, dude, it's democracy. This is the American Republic. You're there, supposed to now, proliferate now, on, the data. There is an argument that is it is a newsworthy event. They cannot make that move. But Fox News wants to play dirty and assert that they will go after anyone who rebroadcasts the debate and they don't have Donald Trump. It was a really easy decision for me to be like, oh, well, I don't care. Yeah, that's too bad because this is going to be way more interesting Yo, than some crusty old dude sitting now with Tucker Carlson. Trump and Tucker is going to be crazy. Yeah. This debate. What? Why is Nikki that Haley talking to Issa Hutchinson? Vivek Ramaswamy is a constitutionalist. He understands the Constitution and laws, and he's going to school everyone on stage about it. Sure. I'll watch the clips after epic. the fact. But I don't I don't see I I really don't look, man, I gotta be honest. If it was just Ron DeSantis and Ramaswamy, I'd be like, this'll be this will be interesting. But I don't care about Nikki Haley. Come on, Mike Pence and Nikki Haley and we go back and forth is a waste of my time. Yeah, I'm, I would be tuning into this for Vivek. Yeah, but they're not and he'll probably get more speaking time because he's gonna be assertive. But that still doesn't matter. They're they're are, is this are they seriously gonna have Chris Christie debating Nikki Haley? If you I, did Tim Scott, Rhonda Sanders, and, and Ramaswamy, I bet this would be interesting. But the rest of them just make it not worth watching. This is a lot like, remember these 2008 debates, the, the Democratic debates, where like Mike Gravel was on the end, being like, you bunch of war hawks, even, especially you, Joe, and you, Hillary. Like he's calling them out. <laughs> it was so good. It was like 12 of them, and they only got like three minutes each, you know, except for Hillary and Barack, and, and like, they gave Biden some time too. So they'll probably do something similar with this. Although, I don't know. I mean, this is like Trump's version of, of it. At first, I was like, oh, screw Donald Trump mocking these people. And now I see he's put Vivek. This is basically Trump's way of saying Vivek is the number two guy in the Republican Party right now. All right. So so uh, put a put a two in chat if you think this debate is going to be worth your time. And uh, put a nine in chat if you would rather watch Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson. Here's my issue. And I, I mentioned this before the show, and I'd like to... I'll reiterate it for you guys and the people listening is that I was listening to that Sean Ryan interview with Vivek last night. Vivek was saying how, you know, when, when Donald Trump was in office and he wanted to end the administrative state, that he wanted to drain the swamp, he didn't know how. So he asked his advisors, how do I do it? And they said, you can't. It's, you don't have the authority because of the, uh, because of the um, Civil Protection Services, Civil Service Protections Act. You can't fire people in the administrative state. So Trump was like, okay, just I'll gave up, him, didn't him do it. send to Alaska. When Vivek looked into it, he was like, oh, okay, well, they told me I can't. I'm going to go read the law myself. I'm going to read the Constitution myself, which is something Donald Trump has never done. So Vivek read it. He realized, oh, I can legally do it. Those guys were lying to Donald Trump because they are deep state. And you can go in and re reorganize and reformat the actual 
organizations themselves, the FBI themselves, you can gut, you can just terminate the FBI. You can't fire the individuals, but you can terminate the service and then re reposition or lay off the individuals. And that's like Donald Trump doesn't read. I'm not saying he never reads, but he doesn't. He's Donald known for reads. it. It was almost I'll like he, yeah, he was Donald almost Trump like he never bragged reads. about it. No, no, no. This is why Tucker Carlson and, and Trump is going to be so interesting because Trump gets his opinions from Tucker Carlson <laughs> and from the deep state, apparently. So I don't well, want so, a guy yeah, a that, that's going to be hilarious. But, but no, 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 no. Like, come on, man. 90 plus percent of Trump's opinions come from watching Tucker. That's what he was famous for. You, he would tweet something at like two in the morning and you'd be like, yep, he clearly just watched that Tucker Carlson segment. And yep. it, so now he's going to be sitting down with Tucker and it's going to be really interesting. And I want to add, everybody is putting nine in chat. They, they want to watch Trump. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly agree that the vice presidential debate will be a waste of time because there's no reason to listen to Nikki Haley argue with Mike Pence. It's it's true. And also like, you know, <laughs> I mean, Trump and Tucker are like the two most popular and most influential names in, no. in the conservative what if, what if, side of the aisle. What if the real reason they're doing it is that Trump is going to announce Tucker Carlson as his VP That's pick? That's what Vivek would thought Tucker would be a good VP. What if tomorrow... It's like, this is not actually an interview. It's a discussion about our potential platform. I'm announcing Tucker Carlson as my vice presidential pick. That would be kind of hilarious. A slam dunk. It would be wild. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, it's not going to happen, but I, I wish. My big problem. I, I, real, real quick, sorry. No, no I just, problem. We, we always talk about how great this timeline is when silly things happen. Yeah. But if we really were in the greatest of timelines, it would be Trump announcing in that sit down that they're running together. It'd be hilarious. I just, right. It'd just be I, like, I don't get the what Trump thing happened? anymore. I don't get it. I don't, I, he wasn't the worst guy on earth at all, but like. He doesn't read the Constitution. Why would you want who that does? guy in charge of your military? Well, who, uh, you Barack it? Obama. No else does Barack Obama was a constitutional. Yeah. He was a, a lawyer, like a litigator. He understood the Constitution inside and out. And so does Vivek. Like, the only reason that Barack Obama knew anything about the Constitution is so he could make laws to get around. It. <laughs> well, he looked at the Constitution as an in as an in. Well, he looked at the Constitution as a bad thing because of what it does, which is inhibit the federal government. Barack Obama as a constitutional lawyer is not a good thing it was so that way he could defeat the constitution mm -hmm. he was not a friend of liberty or a friend of limited government or a friend of the constitution his knowledge of the constitution was exclusively so that way he could circumvent the limits put on the government by the constitution well i think he learned about it before he became president and then once he got in there he definitely got co-opted by the deep state I'm not well i mean I'm yes he did that. but the, this so this is this is this goes to two different ways to look at the constitution right so the conservatives look at the constitution they call it a dead document right it doesn't change you look at it that's what it it says that's what it means barack obama and uh, progressives believe that it is a living document actually i think they're liars and just making an excuse so that way they can get around the limiting factors in the constitution but they say that it's a living document what that means is you take the, what it says and you think about today and you think well what is going to be best for today and now and then you say well nah. that's what it means right. which is a friggin lie it and the reason you know it's a lie is because if the founders really wanted the constitution to be interpreted they wouldn't have put an extremely difficult and stringent method of changing the constitution right. in the friggin constitution i want to i want to add this too i can't speak for every trump supporter some people genuinely think he's the best ever i just think he's a rampaging bull that he's like just an angry bull and he's going to romp about and just wreak havoc in the bureaucratic state but then they're like but hold on hold on now now that sounds pretty good to a lot of people the bull bucks and then kicks the door open and they're all going like oh geez and it's like the, the bulls rampaging around and jumping on the sofa and they're freaking out now imagine vivek ramaswamy is rodeoing with that bull riding on the back of it and he rides in using that bull to bring in some effective policy yeah that's why i'm like 
I don't know if Vivek would be VP, but that'd be fantastic. Even Tucker, that the the, the original selling point of Ron DeSantis was as v, everyone was like, he'd be the he'd be, he's the VP, he's the guy because he's younger, tactful, and proceed and more procedural. He's he's a little bit more dry, a bit more boring, but that makes him a better VP. Makes him one of the best VPs. And then he decided he was the big dog and was going to run a campaign into the ground. And now he's just like not out of the picture. Vivek ran the campaign. DeSantis should have run. And now Vivek is in the prime position. According to this vice presidential debate, 55% of people are like, Vivek, man, I, I think a Trump Ramaswamy ticket would be absolutely incredible. I like the bull metaphor, I do, of Donald Trump, because he's in there. He doesn't know which direction to turn next. He's just smashing what he thinks yep. he's supposed to smash. And Vivek's like a wizard with laser eyes that has surgical precision, <laughs> where he goes in, evaporates areas of, of walls and structures that need to be evaporated while leaving the rest. Just, he can, knows what he's doing. Can, can someone draw a picture of like Vivek as a wizard with a wizard staff and an angry bull with Trump's hair storming into like government. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. You know, that, that would just be the greatest comic ever. Someone make that on AI. The on, bull uh, is just rampaging around as the deep state bureaucrats are running like, in panic. And then Vivek is making hovering filing cabinets disappear. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's his surgical precision that I appreciate. The, the whole like burn it all down mentality is just, it got people fired up in 2016. It angered so many people with its vagueness. And, uh, and then you get a guy that comes in there who's specific about how he's going to dismantle the deep state. I see no other path than the specific dismantling. At this here's, here's, here's the other thing too. Why isn't, because uh, someone, super, uh, the, that one gamer just super chatted. Larry Elder is not on the debate stage. He is substantially more relevant than, say, like, I don't know, Asa Hutchinson. I don't even know who this guy is. Bargain? <laughs> he was Bur uh, Burgum? Larry, yeah, never heard Larry of Elder was, was just on guy? The Breakfast Club with Doug Charlie Burgum. He's, he's polling well enough to be near, but Larry Elder isn't. That's wild. Yeah. I like Larry Elder. His first I know. Word, Larry Elder's fantastic. His, like, first words were about Donald Trump, too. His first words were about Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, Burgum. Yeah. Oh, like he's complaining about Donald Trump. No, we're thankful for President Trump, but his first words are about Donald Trump. Like he's still yeah. in the conversation. How many of these regardless. people are gonna are gonna lackey for Trump? How many how many of these people? What are there eight of them? How many of them do you think are gonna mention Donald Trump's name in the debate? He's gonna this be this, this website is praising yes. Trump. They're they're taking yeah. quotes from these people praising Trump right. on purpose. It's not hard for Vivek. I think that's funny. They got what Ron Ron says. I think Donald Trump has done a better job appointing judges to both the U.S. Supreme Court and appeals court than any other president in my lifetime, including one of my heroes, Ronald Reagan. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> I man, this it, it's yeah. a special kind of ego to make a website like this and call it was those made people. by a pack, not by Trump. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. right. People who support Trump made this. But to be fair, whatever kind of ego you're going to go ahead and talk about, Donald Trump has it. It's yeah, just so yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Like so. he, I mean, this is intimating that these people are beneath him. It's disgusting. That's exactly what him. he believes. No, they're not. Vivek is what trounce him in fair, a psychological point, fair debate. Point. Yeah, v v Vivek, I would say is he's a younger mm -hmm. guy. But uh, he's 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 on Trump's level in a lot of respects. I think in terms of the 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 I, like Vivek is not. I don't know how to describe this. Trump has that chieftain kind of like raw, like pounding on his chest. You know, Hulk smash it's kind, kind of, of thing. an eighties bravado with with Trump. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Vivek doesn't have that. No. but Vivek has other other powerful qualities that that I like. Yeah, like a, being smart. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's tactful, he's procedural, he's he's surgical, as Ian pointed out. 
He is in many ways a balancing force for Trump in the way that we thought Ron would be. He's just not as hilarious as Trump. He's funny, oh. but he's not as hilarious as Trump. The, the shirt off playing tennis was funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. I laughed. He's been that. playing tennis since <laughs> high school. <laughs> funny. He's I don't rich. think it was meant to be was, funny. I don't know, but it was hilarious. Know, just him. Like, Ugh. I want to know who he was playing with. <laughs> that that motherfucker's not real. Who was he playing that with? I don't but know. They didn't, but the funny that, thing about that clip is it didn't show the actual game. Yeah. It was, it was just, just a clip of Vivek going, Ugh. It was like just Vivek with his shirt off. Lightning speed. Slam. I, I love it. Was it his wife? It. Was he playing with? No, I don't know who advised him to make that video, but I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm starting to see Vivek's wife get involved. Uh, is Apurva, is how you pronounce her name? She's a doctor, uh, uh, operating operating doctor. I'm not sure, sure exactly. But I it's, thought you were the in-house Vivek expert and uh, Vivek fan. You should, you should know that. I'm a huge, huge <laughs> fan of the intelligence. And in fact, I don't even like him. I like what he's doing. I appreciate how he is working the system. He's just reminds me of like my high school friends, kind of like hmm. middle America, Ohio. He's an Ohio guy. Reminds me a lot of my buddy, Ted Cortler, class president. Like, <laughs> go get him. Go get him, V. Like, I knew you always knew you'd be president, man. I think with the exception, maybe of Vivek, just because I know a lot of his campaign is to some extent self funded or, or just right um i i do think that the other people who are on that stage i know you said oh donald trump thinks they're beneath him i honestly do think that those people are beneath donald trump and this is why i say that because those people who are running have absolutely no chance of winning and it is all just an exercise i think to d divert a lot of money that could be put towards much better securing the ballot securing your vote right. initiatives for republican candidates mm -hmm. and i think the worst part when it comes to people like Ron DeSantis, the Tim Scotts of the world, that is just one grift operation for the consultant class that I think runs a lot of the Republican Party. And if you want to get into really what the issue with the RNC is and more broadly, the Republican Party, it's the entrenchment of these consultants who have absolutely no idea what grassroots or activists are into and or care about, whether they don't know or they just pretend not to care. And all of those people who are running, it's just a, an operation to make those people a bunch of money. I think that critique lands particularly well with the DeSantis campaign. Um, but like I said, you have someone like Donald Trump who, who the administrative state is waging, I would argue, full-blown warfare. You're talking four indictments, you name it, against him. And to see these people adding on to the charge against him, I'm not saying that you know someone can't be challenged that Donald Trump is a king, but I think in the historical context and the level and gravity to which the deep state is assaulting him right now, for these people to be piling on against him and having us divert our resources away from really securing the general election, I think that does mean that those people are beneath him. I agree. But let's jump to another story about someone who's absolutely beneath Donald Trump, and that is Joe Biden. In this story from the Post Millennial, they say Joe Biden appears to fall asleep during meeting with Maui survivors. Now, I know, I know all of these news outlets, they're trying to be very careful over litigation. They don't want to say that Joe Biden did fall asleep, despite the fact that on video he appears to fall asleep. And they say appears to fall asleep. I am just going to say this. Upon review of this video, which I'll play for you here, Joe Biden is falling asleep. I mean, I think it's fair to say he appears to be falling to, to have fallen asleep. I am going to say I believe Joe Biden fell asleep. Yeah. Charlie Kirk says Octogenarian Joe Biden seems to be falling asleep while meeting with survivors of the Maui fires. Fires. Oh, National he just yep. He just like pops up. Look at this. He's like, whoa, oh, oh. Look at this. It's funny. His eyes slowly open. He's like, wait. He might have died for a second. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he definitely just woke up there. Yeah, he's sleeping. Okay, I I think it's fair to say he appears to be sleeping because he did. We want to be because precise. When you sleep, you do appear to be sleeping. I'm gonna say outright, yo, that guy's asleep. Yeah, when you sleep, you do appear to be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I, yo, he fell asleep. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at Joe Biden for falling asleep. He's, he's working not, long not, hours. Not, he's putting in 10-hour no, days. You no, know, he's no, a busy 80-year-old. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I am not mad at Joe Biden for falling asleep. I am mad at the people who voted for him. Yeah. 80-year-old uh, man says, I want ice cream. And you're like, okay, Grandpa. Come, I want ice cream. I was like, fine, I'll get you ice cream. Oh, then he man. takes a crap in his pants, and everyone's got to smell it. And it's like, dude, I'm not mad at the old man who's trying to live his life and wants to live his best life. I met the people who enabled someone who was incapable. Uh, better yet, not the poop to poop to pants thing. Let's say... 80-year-old guy with really bad vision goes, I want to drive the car! And you're like, no, Grandpa, the 67 Corvette, you should not be driving. You're going to get into an I want to drive! Okay, fine, you can drive. And then he crashes it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, come on, man. At a certain point, loved ones need to be like, Joe, come on. He's the cash cow. It'd they be like if, rich, if your rich grandpa's like, I'm going to drive! And you know he's not healthy for it, but he's like, he's the one that's giving you your monthly allowance. Yes, so you're like, yes. we have no choice. If we don't let him drive, he cuts us off. Dude, that, I that's know exactly Hunter it. feels. Wow, he's a big guy, dude. It's amazing. <laughs> just just let him be president. He's paying the <laughs> bills. Even if, even if the pedestrians are at risk, just let him drive. Now they're like, if he's the president, our checks are going to get so much bigger than when he was a vice president. <laughs> yep. Triple. Quadruple. Yeah. So I saw this story. I saw the video of everyone flicking him off in Hawaii. It's crazy. They're all screaming yeah. F you at him as he drives through because $700 ain't doing nothing. Some guy was holding up a sign saying the people of Ukraine got 1700 yeah. if you break down how much money was sent to Ukraine for the war. And the people of Lahaina only got 700 Yeah. Joe Biden is a, is, a, is a corporeal body that Democrats needed to go up against Trump. That's all he is. And so, of course, he's falling asleep. People voted for this. They were like, I'd rather have this than Donald Trump throwing paper towels to people. Are you kidding? I'd rather have Trump there throwing paper towels to people. At least paper towels, you can dry stuff. You can wipe your hands with. Joe Biden sleeping is, is nothing. It's negative. It's, 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 it's chaos. Yeah, it's a, it's a puppetry. He's, they, that's, and I think that's a lot of what this administrative class wants is puppets. I think Vivek was talking, I keep bringing him up, but they were talking on Sean Ryan. Great, great episode, by the way. Sean Ryan, spectacular interviewer about how John Fetterman, like wh- what in the hell? They put a guy with brain damage from a recent stroke in <laughs> to Congress. But Did you uh, see the picture of him? Because they need a puppet. But well, not only that, but the thing is he's no, immune. I'd like to. He's kind of immune from criticism. If you put like, so... If you attack John Fetterman, oh, then they're going to go ahead and say, "Well, you're you're ta- you're attacking someone that's that's disabled. You're, it's ableism for attacking him." And it's like, wait a minute, is it too close? No, just oh, the mustache. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mustache is looking spell. Shaved and he put I, glasses on. And... I honestly think that's a better look. It's a better. Oh look. yeah, you know, Definitely. I probably would like the guy if I knew him one on one. But man, in con- why would you put someone like that in Congress? I, I'd probably like him if I was able to actually communicate with him and understand yeah. where he came from. But I think that, that time is long since passed. Yeah. I'm not saying to be mean. I'm saying the dude can't communicate anymore. Like you watch these videos and the Democrats are clapping for things that are incoherent. Yeah, like I mean, it doesn't, the Democrats, the person doesn't matter whether it's Dianne Feinstein who who's, who just had her her handler tell her just say yay because she started talking about something that was a non sequitur or something. Uh, whether it's this guy, whether it's Kamala Harris who can barely complete a sentence. Mitch McConnell. Joe Biden. No, well, Mitch McConnell I mean, had like a, a brain fart stroke. Uh, no yeah, one knows. While, yeah. In the middle of giving a speech. Yeah, Thanks. fair enough, fair enough. The, the, there are old people on both sides. Um, so fair enough. Yeah. Mitch McConnell, he should get out of the turtle. Um, but the point I think the point that I'm making, though, is is the left doesn't really have a whole lot of, you know, differing opinions on it. It's they're all very in lockstep. So it doesn't matter who the person is yeah. because the look at Diane Feinstein. Yeah, exactly. You know, she, she, what is it, her daughter has power of attorney. Yeah. And she, she, it was really funny. She was gone for, what, three months? Her daughter has power of attorney. And for some reason, she's allowed to stay in her 
in her seat. Her that means that she Crazy. her daughter has to make all of her choices for her yep. all of her uh, her, her daughter has the position. Yeah, her daughter is her her daughter technically is yes. probably wow. the uh, unelected uh yeah. Congress, remember, you know? yes. remember I don't, when she I don't know she what the was, deal for sure is, but Feinstein was out for what was it, like three months, was it? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I've been here the whole time. Yeah. It's like it's, no, and the grandma, fact that we and we allow this, hospital. we allow this. I just don't know how to do it peacefully, legally to remove the old people and put like fresh, intelligent young people in. You don't, re- you don't have the ability to remove or to to affect Diane Feinstein because you know you're not constitutional her amendment. Yeah, you know, well, possibly, but you're you're not her constituent. You know what I mean? You couldn't do anything about her. The only thing we can do is is we could get some kind of constitutional amendment that says you have either a, a age limit or there's some kind of test or you know cognitive test or whatever um but because of the way that our government is is set up you don't have the ability to do anything about fetterman in pennsylvania because you're not his constituent you know what i mean so you writing to his you know office like being like yo you should resign they'll be like well who's this clown from maryland you know they or whatever they, they, they wouldn't care so I also think that in the case of Joe Biden, that the DNC and Democrats were really drawn to someone who is so, I was going to say out to lunch, but I think that's too nice a term, but someone who is just so not there because when you contrast him with, you know, Chieftain Donald J. Trump, I think they really hated Trump in part policies aside because he was a strong man, right? In other words, a bull in a china shop. You didn't know what he was going to do, but implied in that is that what he wanted to do, he had an agenda, he had an idea, you couldn't and... I'm sure we would disagree on this, but you couldn't easily manipulate him to the extent that you could just get Joe Biden to like do anything. And and I would almost argue the fact that the Hunter Biden hard drive, all the compromising business deals, in some way that was like the insurance policy that they wanted on a candidate like Joe Biden because they they know that they could control him. And I think that's why they're so drawn to these politicians who are just so like listless vessels. I'll use a quote. Uh, I like that phrase. <laughs> because listless they're the vessels. opposite, right? Thesis antithesis of Donald Trump. You can't. You, it's a lot easier to control someone like that. And I have to say, just to juxtapose what went on in Maui today, and it goes back to my point about the strongman with what you see going on at the BRICS summit right now, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. I mean, talk about an abdication of America from, from the world stage as you see all these various deals, energy deals being pursued, not in the U.S. dollar, but in petrodollars and, and really the de-dollarization of the global economy. It's because of actions like that from Joe Biden. It's the absence of a strong man, an actual figure on the world stage who has, I mean, I would say vision, but actually just has the brain cells to like create vision internally that I think is why you're seeing really America just fall into utter, utter chaos on the world stage and these other countries really overstep. So it's- They should send Fetterman to Hawaii. He would he'd maybe do a better job. I he would I think so. Would. That's the point. Yeah, he would be saying incoherent things, but he'd be awake. <laughs> what else can I say? Yeah, it, it is it is an bar. absurd reality for this country <laughs> when the man who can't read or I'm sorry he can't understand words being said to him and struggles to speak would do a better job than the president who fell asleep. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. He also, Joe Biden went down there and and 
in true Joe Biden form, started talking about how he understood what they were going through because he experienced something very similar. His kitchen. <laughs> they, oh my God. His kitchen caught on fire one time. And that was the, yeah. the, I know what you're going through. Oh, I know that your child burned alive one time. My kitchen caught on fire and, I have a and cat. bo, my kid died of brain cancer. No, yeah. wait, wait, I, I have a cat. And my cat almost, we almost lost that cat. When he talks to the I, military know, but, but look, vets. Look, look, look. I don't, I don't, I don't care to rag on these like, single singular statements that biden makes and things like this where everyone's like i i get it he's garbage and i'm just kind of like yeah 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 you know if you, you like to be fair you could pull quotes from every president and be like that was a bit tactless my bigger concern is he fell asleep yeah mm. it's like, like come, his overall condition is really weighing. you can you can have you can make a mistake and a blunder by yeah. say, saying some stupid story and i can pull up any president anytime who had a quote that was that was not so good but come on the dude can't stay awake it was hawaii was he was in hawaii time so it's three hours earlier let's be kind no in hawaii no let's not no he was in hawaii oh i'm being fully sarcastic it's not three hours it's it's substantially five hours so it's it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't doesn't matter you if you can't do the job don't ask for it i'm not gonna if if some 100 pound woman is like i'd like to be a firefighter i'd be like can you carry a 150 pound person up and down the stairs i will push i got no beef with women but i'm like come on this job requires you to save someone's life from a burning building i'll push the button to have joe biden resign and have kamala harris become president right now i would love that i gotta be honest I think Kamala would Kamala would be worse. No. It's it's yes. She, than- you know what she's gonna do? Okay, I would rather have a president sleeping than to have Kamala Harris go. Fire is bad, and I'm here <laughs> because of fire. And everyone's gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> that's an interesting argument. Would you rather have a vacant non-president or a bad president that's like ruthlessly evil and, and horrible? Because check it out. I think question. Fetterman good. would 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 be there, and he would do better than both of them, not by much, but he'd be like, "Yeah, the, the, the fire, people get hurt, Fabregas, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the the fire." And I'm like, "Well, I can see some indignation in his voice, and yes, people to get hurt, so I'll take that." Water. <laughs> uh, on fire you know John, we understand the wife John. would get in we there. understand yeah yeah kamala she would say i love those quotes from her where she's like children are the community <laughs> so because the community has children and you're like <laughs> i believe wait what children <laughs> but i mean a future my yeah. my having a president that's asleep at the wheel is got to be worse than a psycho I, i'm not saying kamala's psycho evil but like it's got to be worse I, than having a psycho I, evil she president. She wanted to keep a man, a man that was that she had evidence that she knew that he was innocent. innocent she yeah. kept him on death row. Yes, she is evil. Do you know what that guy's name was? No, I don't, not um, man. But the, I'd rather have evil and aware and awake and alive and intelligent than stupidly. Why do you want smart evil as opposed to dumb evil? Well. As opposed to nothing, smart evil or no president. I'd rather have a smart evil president than no president. I would Joe Biden's no falling asleep. Like, where's his relationship no with Russians? Where's his relationship with the Chinese spy balloon? Where's his relationship with the disaster relief he in Maui? If he's it. not doing Hunter anything, he's it. not messing anything up. I yeah, but then there's just it's it's all incoherence. Yeah, and chaos. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's better. A I, sane, rational. I don't know, like Marcus Aurelius type. Well, I mean, obviously, Marcus Aurelius is like, <laughs> you know, cool he's one it. of the, the greatest Cincinnati in history, you know? I yeah. think because our our country has such checks and balances that I feel like an evil president would get overridden a lot of times by the rest of the branches uh, of government. Uh, no, no, I disagree. I think... You mean the kind that would start a war that killed a million people in the Middle East? Yeah, the evil ones get away with it because the evil ones, 
bribe those beneath them and the good ones don't. And so the good the, the good president says, no, no, we can't do that. We can't go to war. And they say, we got to remove this guy. It's costing us money. The evil one says, go to war and I'll give you a cut. And they're like, yes. I'd like to see in chat if you would rather have Kamala Harris type a one. Well, let's do no, Kamala Harris type a two. Joe Biden type a four. <laughs> Which one do you want as president right now? Let's uh, let's jump to this next story. They are trying to smear the good name of Oliver Anthony. This guy who wrote the biggest song in the world, Rich Men North of Richmond. And we got this, we got a couple of tweets. There's more than just these going around because he gave a statement to Griff. I believe it's Griff Jenkins over on Fox News. Let me play the clip for you first that people are sharing. Here you go. I mean, we are the melting pot of the world, and that, that's what makes us strong is our diversity. And we need to learn to harness that and appreciate it and not use it as a political tool to, to keep everyone separate from each other. You know, I mean, we so that's the clip they're showing. And this guy, uh, nine millimeter SMG says accent disappeared. Say the line. Diversity makes us strong. Clap. Still have it to find a single person to explain to me how diversity is a strength. Explain to me how a cohesive unit is less functional. Anyone. Looks like he got the call from the rich men north of Richmond. Shwoosh. We then have this one where they said, Oliver Anthony, quote, we are the melting pot of the world, and that's what makes us strong, our diversity. Such a letdown. Did he sell out already to the rich men north of Richmond? Oh. They are trying to smear this regular guy, a working class guy, calling out yeah. the fat cats and the elites with, a, with an out of context quote. I'm going to show you the full quote. He said, I don't see our country lasting more than, than another generation the way we are headed. We have to go back to the roots of what made this country great in the first place, which was our sense of community. We are the melting pot of the world, and that's what makes us strong is our diversity. We need to learn to harness that and appreciate it and not use it as a political tool to keep everyone separate from each other. First of all, if you thought this guy who wrote the song was going to come out and just agree with literally everything you said, then you were mistaken. More importantly, the dude is saying, exactly what we say all the time. One, community is the most important thing. That's why we're doing this coffee shop. That's why we want to do Saturday morning cartoons. We call it where we bring families together. He says we have to go back to, to the roots of what made this country great in the first place. Absolutely. We talk about this all the time. Everybody who championed his song, there's no reason for anyone to pretend that they're outraged over him saying this. We completely agree. This is the antithesis of wokeness. Woke people are like the country is inherently evil. Since 1619, the slaveocracy has ruled supreme and white supremacy must be destroyed. And here's a guy saying, no, no, we got to go back. We got to go back to what made this country great. The idea of diversity, I'll explain it for you. Diversity does not mean that you take a whole bunch of people of different backgrounds, isolate them from each other, and then tell each of them that they're all their enemy. Mm -hmm. Diversity is what the melting pot truly was. When you came to this country, you melted into it, meaning you became part of the greater culture. Oliver Anthony is correct. I like this guy. Me too, man. Diversity, for instance, very literally, would be like if you have a bunch of small, a bunch of short people, and then they can't get the fruit out of the tree, they die off. Uh, then you have a group that's a bunch of tall people. They can't get into the hole in the ground to catch the rabbits, so they starve. They all die off. Now you have some tall people and some short people. The short people go into the holes. The tall people get the fruit. I love this yeah. story. Diversity this, is strength. It's, this is it's awesome. completely wrong, but right in so many ways. Like, <laughs> it's great. You, you don't catch rabbits in the holes, you know, <laughs> but and, you can. And, and tall people can still catch rabbits. But your point is 100 yes. yes. percent correct. Right. Skin yeah. color, uh, like our not, not necessarily the color, but our ancient genetics can make us more or less resistant to uh, sickness, like certain bacteria and viruses. So, like, if yeah. a virus comes through and wipes out a lot of one ethnicity yeah. or one, you know, cultural background it's, the others are spared and the species it's, survives listen listen yeah. it's called hybrid vigor 
Yeah. They there was this study that I read a while ago. It shows that people who have kids with people from the, the further away your partner is from as a point of origin from the planet, the 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 better their their child's immune system may turn out to be. And I'm like, that's really really fascinating. That is the American melting pot idea of diversity. Mm -hmm. That two things come together and become one. But more importantly, what what he's saying with community is melting pot. That means when a, an immigrant family comes to the United States, they don't create their isolated little pocket community where they don't speak English. They integrate, they melt into what America already is and are underneath our cultural umbrella. And then you get like Chinatown in New York, which is, you know, in Chinese, very and, and, San and, Francisco. And it, and it adheres to our rules for and sure. our laws and our constitution. And they end up for the most part learning English. I mean, that's that's why yeah. they move to America is to learn English and become part of the culture. So he's like, there's the people that, that are criticizing him. It seems like, and this is just, this is an assumption, but it seems like they're people that are expressing that they feel like he's not right enough, like not right wing enough, like he is a plant. Uh, mm -hmm. leftist because he's saying the quote-unquote leftist buzzwords things like diversity right. but i think the guy's just not an extremely online dude right like we all see you know the term diversity and there's all kinds of things attached to it, it comes with a ton of baggage because of the way that the left uses it because of what the the term diversity means according to uh scholars and and the way that it the 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 discrepancy uh, in the definition versus the way that the left tends to apply it. And so there's all that stuff attached to it, right? But if you're just a normal guy that goes to work and, you know, writes a song, the idea of we should have a diverse country is something that you, especially like his age, you, that's something that everybody kind of grew up with. The idea that everybody comes to America and or the people that come to America, everyone can be American. You come here and it's the melting pot and blah, blah, blah. That's something that is that has been uh, a, an integral part of the United States' story, you know, for the vast majority of, of yeah. our history. And so I Identity. think that he wasn't I think that it was just a situation of he is kind of a normie yep. and people are applying a lot of uh, extremely online context to a guy that doesn't is totally unfamiliar. I, with I it. love it. You know why? He's a normie. Yeah. He said very normie things. Fat cats in Washington. They're bad. Fat people on welfare are exploiting our taxes yep. and the left attacked him and the right cheered for him. That says a whole lot about what these factions are. Yep. The Democrats are the party of the wealthy elites and they were offended by what he said. Yeah. And the right is a disparate group of people of varying ideologies for the most part that are anti-establishment, anti-woke and, and generally agree to disagree. I mean, when we do this show, the left calls it right wing, despite the fact we have people of all different political backgrounds having conversations. Mm -hmm. So this guy represents just a regular dude. He lives in a trailer. He's down, down south in Virginia. I, I love his videos. He's got one where he's in front of a river and he's just playing the song Ain't Got a Dollar. And I'm like, and the train's going the train's by. And he's got to wait for the train. That's super cool. He's just a regular dude who wrote this song that had some good lyrics. I wish politicians would look out for minors and not just a minor on an island somewhere. I mean, like, yeah. he kind of just hit the nail on the head with the hammer with a lot of the stuff. And, uh, you know, I like folk. So for me, it's easy. Yeah. But uh, I think a lot of people, when you watch him perform and you see the people in the audience like nodding along to it, he's speaking to just regular people. Right. That's, that's the thing I don't understand is why people are getting mad at him when he's like, they're like, oh, most people are, are pretty, you know, middle middle of the road. Most people think like pretty, yep. pretty center of the way ideas. And everyone's mad at him from, well, not everyone, but some people are mad at him on the right. Like we've just seen here and people on the left are mad at him. It's like, this is what most people think. Like you guys should all be championing him because this is what most people think. He's the and American. This, and I'm not so sure that he is. Uh, it's funny. They call him Anthony, even though his name is Chris. Was it Lunsford or something? Yeah. 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 
Is it Lunsford? Chris think, Anthony. Chris Anthony Lunsford is his name. They call him Anthony because Oliver Anthony is his base, his stage performance name or whatever. Yeah, his so grandfather. But uh, I got to tell you, I don't think he's super politically active. He says he's a middle road, yeah. middle of the road kind of guy, but he's also the kind of guy that was activated by Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. A regular guy who's just like, you know what, man, let the Molotov cocktail bowl in the China shop go. Oh, a I'd lot love of people to talk that to him about Donald Trump. That'd in 2016, cool. when I went to all of Trump's campaign rallies, were exactly like this guy. Yeah, this they is... told me that they were not Republicans. They hated Republicans. They were not conservative, but they hated the politicians. They hated the political establishment, and they just wanted Trump to do something. Dude, Trump gave people fire to like break up the deep state. He was so excited about draining the swamp, and it didn't happen. He put John Bolton in, and he got all these weirdos involved, <laughs> and didn't do it because he didn't know how or he believed the liars. Like he believed the. I just, I, but he did light a fire under people's ass. Like he woke people up that there was an administrative state. I think most of the United States people didn't even realize that we were being run by bureaucrats at the time. So I will give him that. And maybe, yeah, if he if he woke Oliver up, that's a huge deal. Whenever Trump No, I don't, says, I don't think he woke up Oliver individually. I'm saying it's people like him that are considered the forgotten demographic when it comes to voting. Mm -hmm. when I, whenever Trump says, you know, they're not coming after me, they're coming after, you know, the people who support me, the people who sort of, are behind me i think this whole story is sort of an example of that you know you just detailed how 100%. his how his rise really is an, an entire fu not just to like the music industry but just to the establishment as a whole what he sings about who he is just as a person so it's like they have to character assassinate him i don't know if you guys saw but they had pulled up some old like youtube videos that he had liked trying to allege oh, he yeah. was some crazy conspiracy yep. theorist so i think this just goes to show how it's like you know must destroy Oliver Anthony because he represents everything that we oppose. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, they love to artificially create all these divisions, yeah. whether it's the race, the gender, the sex, you know, I'm sure I don't have to enumerate all those for the people who watch this show. But I think the biggest lie in terms of division that we've been sold really is Republican Democrat, because I think that orientation of the world is just is so wrong because it's people like Oliver Anthony and it's people it's basically the people who listen to Oliver Anthony's music and feel like they have a voice in what he's singing about and the people who listen to his music and are like, oh my God, he's singing about me. <laughs> and I think that's sort of the line that represents like the two factions in this country. Maybe faction is a harsh word, but um, they have to destroy him because he represents everything. They well, I, I think the factions, many people describe them in many different ways, the two parent factions, but it's really just, are you in the cult or are you not? Yeah, mm -hmm. 100%. That, that's just all it is because like, you know, there was this, this viral video going around where a dude's wearing a Biden for resident shirt or something like that. <laughs> and he's talking to two liberals who don't realize he hates, he doesn't like Joe Biden. And he's asking them questions. And then whenever he just says something about Biden that is bad, they're like, that's not true. Where'd you hear that? And he's like, he's like in the news. And then it was funny. He was like, well, Biden's taking bribes and engaging in corrupt business. And they're like, where's your evidence for that? And then he lists off all of these <laughs> things that have come out. The IRS whistleblowers, the Burisma video, and like he just keeps going. And then they're like, I don't believe any of that. It's just like, okay, you're in a cult. Yeah, belief. It's, it's belief. Right. It's the word. It's right there. They give it to you. Um, the, uh, we were, uh, when you were saying, we were talking about diversity, that term that he used, diversity. Mm -hmm. And I, we talked about this before the show a little bit, that what's happening is, I don't want to say the communists, because it might not just be communists that are doing this, but people are twisting definitions in the modern age. Definition of the word feminism. Definition of the word diversity. Definition of... Uh, Equity. equity. Yeah, that, that's all the pandemic. communists. That's all communists. Yeah, the yeah. definition of the word pandemic. Like what the Spanish flu was a pandemic. I didn't see that happen to people this time during COVID. But uh, so if if you buy into the the twisted definition of the word 
diversity, you're going to fall into this like thinking he's a bad guy yep, because you idea. believe the enemy's uh, twisted definition of your own material. Like, don't buy the bullshit. Don't don't fall into the game of the of the twisting of language right now. Right. Don't believe the communists. Yeah, is it just there communists? I probably is. It's it, people they, that want global They communism. share the communists the, right now. The the left more broadly, but they share our uh, our lexicon, but they don't share our dictionary. No, so, like, exactly. They exactly. they use the same words that we use, but the meanings that they apply to them uh, are different. And some of them, when you're dealing with the the more consequentialist type, uh, they will use both meanings. So, for instance, they'll use the term rate like they'll say racism like if you talk about racism they'll say well that's not racism uh, because racism is is prejudice plus power right but then later on in the conversation they'll use the term racism and they'll mean bigotry yeah so they'll use both definitions which puts the person they're talking with at a disadvantage because they're literally confusing them intentionally because they're not looking to resolve the uh the conversation or they're not looking to 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 converse with someone they're not looking to collaborate they're looking to prove the other person wrong dunk get a you know yeah. get the clip or whatever Pressure. yeah but they're There's not a, looking to collaborate on an idea that produces something that is actually productive they're looking to no compromise right yeah. there's a funny video i just saw where a guy's basically saying you can't be liberal and punk rock anymore because liberal yeah. is the establishment and he's like so basically to be punk rock you have to be conservative which is kind of funny and he goes i know a lot of you are going to say yeah but they're christians and he go, and he's like well, but that makes you the bigot. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends and head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Become a member to support our work directly. It's greatly appreciated. And you get access to our uncensored members only show, which will be live in about 30 minutes. And we talk about things that aren't so family friendly. And, uh, you know, so earmuffs for your kids. Maybe put them to bed. And then we take your calls. You guys call in and talk to us and the guests. But let's read your Super Chats. All right. I'm not your buddy guy with the first Super Chat says, I rarely agree with Ian, but he is right yesterday. Now is the time for civil disobedience. We cannot allow these mandates to come back, not only for the economy, but for society's sake. Nonviolent civil disobedience is the key. There is several ways to go about victory and uh, procedural we need more Scott Presslers. We need more voter registration. We need ballot harvesting operations where legal. And we need people to, when appropriate, engage in peaceful, nonviolent civil disobedience. And you have to be very, very, very tactful about it. I'm very, very careful and very, very planned. These leftist organizations have been doing this for decades. They have lawyers. They have multiple legal observer nonprofits. They plan these things out months in advance. You can't just show up and wave a sign. You've got you've to you make sure you're doing everything by the book. All right, I'm not your guy, friend. Says, we need a new drinking game for every time Biden falls asleep on camera. Yep. <laughs> Ready to Rumble says, Oliver Anthony just uploaded a new song. I want to go home, it's called, and it's amazing. It is pretty good. Uh, Richmond North of Richmond is, it really is his best, but I really do like uh, Ain't Got a Dollar. Uh, you know, I'm just, I, I just, I'm a big fan of acoustic folk kind of music. So uh, not big on country. But the overlap is easy enough for me with this year that it's, uh, it's you know, I dig it. Fatty Tang says, shout out to Dave Smith for his new comedy special. Ooh. Yeah, check out Dave Smith's new comedy special. We should get him in here. Yeah, definitely. And that'd be great. We will grab some more Super Chats. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. H.S. Disturbed says, how do we get independent media closer to these politicians and elitist a-holes? The mainstream media won't ask the questions that need to be answered. Tell Luke Rudkowski to get back into the game. You see, Luke used to be running up to these guys and asking them questions. And uh, we need a new generation of Luke Rudkowskis who are doing that groundwork. You can also, if you seem aloof, uh, they'll invite you to come hang out with them because they'll, they'll actually believe you are part of them if you seem like aloof enough. So you kind of, that's a lot part of this jester character that I have created and stuff like, oh, I'm just having a fun, loving, like, yeah, yeah. they'll invite you in and then you can work from the inside. Here's a good one. MJ, the BMJ says, <laughs> I work at AMC. We just replaced all of our Bud Light with Yingling. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Right on. Heron Gaming News says, I bought the Appalachian Nights Brew. I must say it was well worth the two week wait. I'm watching this while sipping on cast brew. Dude, it's good. Appalachian Nights is my favorite coffee yeah. of all time. Like, I could, I could just, I every morning I'm just like chugging it. It's so good. Yeah. This morning I had Rise with Roberto Jr., which is also really, really good. And I think what we're doing now is we're going to be doing Re-Rise with Roberto Jr. as a limited seasonal run. It, uh, well, I'll have more information on it, but it's, uh, it's custom art and we're doing 5,000 of them. And that's it. There's only, that's, we're going to do it one time. And then we're going to uh, uh, prepare a bunch of specific uh, uh, blends, promo ones. We're gonna, we'll always have the originals, but what I'm really looking forward to is, I think we briefly talked to Alex Stein about this, but we're also getting ready. Uh, we're, we're, we're starting the initial phases of Alex Stein 99 Primetime Grind, two times caffeine. So I, I'm two. drinking that for sure. Yeah, I kind of felt like that's appropriate for, uh, for the Alex Stein. You brew it with Red Bull? I don't know about that. I, that might break your coffee maker. But uh, we would do, you know, the, and then we're working on the Seamus blend as well. We have the art going for that. And I really think this is a, a, a really cool way to go about marketing, teaming up with other, other people, giving yeah. them a cut of, cool. like, they get, they get a percentage of all sales that goes to them. And then they have their unique blend through us. And we do it that way, a collaborative way to build up. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when we launch the physical location, it is their shows that we will have. Right. So you might walk in and see Alex Stein's video playing, and then you see his coffee right there, ready to drink. That's cool. Yeah. So it's all about. We got we got to confirm that with uh, with Alex Stein though. But I'm really excited. It'd be really funny to see him like go to Plano, Texas, before like the city council or whatever he does, holding up a <laughs> bag of coffee with him on it, and being like, "Why am I on this bag? <laughs> what happened? Who did this?" Just say something. Says, "Way to go, Tim Cast. You got the YouTube COVID badge of truth tonight." Yeah. Yeah. Also, Since heart Natalie. Yep. There you Thank go. You. Code in the title. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. You put that in the title. Update from the earlier vote: Kamala or Joe Biden for president? And like everyone said, Biden. I don't think anyone said Kamala. Maybe a few people did. I missed it, but uh, that's shocking. Just a dad says Ian just rolled a million twenties. Joshua says Ian just rolled a twenty-one. How is this possible? Oh, hard. <laughs> Hardcore. I cracked it open. God of warmth says new primal Ian is awesome. Get angry. Hell yeah. Yeah, sometimes. We should, we should it's make... All the, it's uh, all the working out. It's true. Primal, primal Ian coffee blend. Yeah, yeah primal. And he's like... Aah! 
That is Hair's a primal floating. blend, dude. That's hard. Primal. <laughs> super primal. jacked, Ian. <laughs> super jacked. Just like, get like a picture of my back. Like he's going super We'll be on the back, just like the muscles of my Hair back. Yeah. For, for, for this last week, before the final shoot, we're having Ian drink a pint of Ben & Jerry's oh every God, night. Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> we, we did change slight course. It's a good week, though. I'm going to be doing just raw cream and milk. It's really good. Just with the, with cinnamon, the maple syrup, though, nutmeg. right? Nutmeg. Uh, I don't think so. I don't even need it because it's already sweet. The milk's sweet. No, no, no. That that cream thing in the fridge you're talking about? I did have some of that too. I mixed all three together. Last yeah, there's time. maple in there. That's that, that, that's ice cream mix. Yeah. So so what that is? It's raw organic cream with a little with uh, raw organic milk, raw organic vanilla. I don't know if it's raw. It's vanilla extract from a farm with raw organic maple syrup. And in addition, so it's just like nature right I, there for you. I've been supplanting my diet with a company called Factor. They do pre-made ready meals. You guys are awesome. I love Factor Meals. What a great, great company. I would. What whoever, is, are they like? They're like ready to made. Ready, ready to made. Two minutes in the microwave, and it's not obviously microwaving is not the best. But when I'm, I got to eat a lot, so it's just like grab, go, grab, go, grab, go. Every we, Monday, get a we, big delivery. We yeah, maybe we do an order for the for everybody. Spectacular. Yeah, they're so good. Go in the fridge and grab one yeah, if they want. Because really we do good. that with uh, with another company that they actually sponsored us one time, I think. Mm -hmm. And Factor, if you guys, I will shout you guys out every night on this show. I, I mean, Tim obviously runs the ads and stuff, but. Yeah, I, I shout it out because it's good and it is so healthy, so delicious. And then I put a big lump of sour cream on top. Let's get back nice. to super chats. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> I like the, the the super chat from Chase. Says Ian just broke the die to reveal a twenty one inside. <laughs> That's awesome. That's gone. Explodes. Yeah. Paul Thongam Thongcam says, "I live in Texas. Every now and then, I see someone still wearing masks entering stores while everyone else has no." <laughs> yeah, we're frozen completely. Oh, there we go. What and up? it just came back. Dude, Colin says F. Oh, that was weird. What's up, guys? Kellen says F. Yeah, in the chat. So like he, it'll it'll pop back in a second. I wonder where it'll pick up. Hey, look, we're back. We're uh, back. I mean, it's whatever. We're at, like near the end of the show. Did you right? hear Tim reveal it? Peep, yeah, people are saying YouTube shut down. You were yeah. just about to compliment me, man. What happened? That sucked. <laughs> no, that th this was uh, this was not on YouTube's end. We we can tell if it's if it's YouTube or us. This time it was us. Yeah, oh, cool. Us. So but, what were you? But I, when I say us, it's like nothing here. I think something happened somewhere in the wilderness. Maybe like. An there animal. We go, we're back. An yeah. animal got electrocuted and then shuts the internet <laughs> off. Crow for a second. landed on a, an open wire somewhere. Yep. Maybe. What yeah. were you saying? You were saying something awesome about me. What? <laughs> You're super sweet and wonderful. Oh yeah, Logan Doherty says Ian's "I'm effing sick of it" clip is going to be meme yeah. gold. Oh, oh, dude. People That's like true. People, the post millennial retweeted it too. Oh, did they? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to retweet it right now. So. I hope the post millennial makes a lot of money off of reposting our clips. That's a good. <laughs> I was like, when you, I was feeling it and I, I ran out of breath and I just keep, kept talking. If you're, if you're angry and you're running out of breath, keep talking. Don't take a deep, deep breath. You don't need it. I was, I was thinking about this. Like peop, there's a bunch of people who are like, I made this much money on Twitter and or on X or whatever. And then I, I saw a lot of people saying like, yeah, I take clips from, you know, Tim Castile and I post them. I'm making money off it. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, that's kind of a good thing. Like, I don't, I'm not mad about that. Like if, if people think that they can take clips from this show and post them to generate lots of traffic and it makes them money. That's free advertising. That's a for win. Us. That's yeah. Like yeah. Extreme. And great. like for humanity. Yeah. Like that's, mm -hmm. I want to make a song. Right. that's like a number one hit. <laughs> I'm like, everyone free. share the clips, share the yeah. clips, make more. And then you'll get like, the idea, on Twitter. Whatever. If we could create a song or a TV, like a song that's one of the best on earth and then make it free for everyone. Like no one owns it. And oh, all I, these people will clip it and remix it and make movies with it. And like, that's all that matters is that it's there. You know, I, I, I wrote a, a song. You know, a, a new one. It's called Poor Men South of Portland. 
and I'm really excited <laughs> for it. Because <laughs> I went to Portland, Maine, and you know, oh, I just good. got me thinking. These actually, you know, it would be a really funny parody song called uh, "Poor Men South of Portland," and it's not poor as in uh, uh, like lacking money. It's these poor politicians who are being smeared by these awful MAGA fascists. Yeah, and it's just you sing the song from the perspective of uh, Rain Wilson <laughs> and his other Democrat elitist buddies. There you go. Clint Torres says, "If there's an airborne Ebola, it's going to get in your house, just like COVID did." Yeah, yeah, but the idea is like, don't go out and seek it. But ultimately, it's just you make the choice, man. It'll get in your house, not mine. Like, if there was lava in the street, like, like, imagine every single street in every city turned to molten lava. And they were like, sorry, you can't leave your house because there's molten lava outside. Well, but that's my choice. You literally can't at that point. If it's literally lava. Yeah, you, like, you would be like, your house would burst into flames. House. Yeah. It's a very different situation. <laughs> I'm just saying if, like, it was a major disaster. I think it's funny when there are storms and they're like, everyone evacuate. It's like, you don't really have to, but you should. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Prudent. they don't. They, I, 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 maybe they do. I'm not. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of areas where they're like people will just stay, and then they're like, okay, but there's there's no rescue for you. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm. There's times when uh, when there's floods that they do that. They're like, okay, look, everyone get out, everyone get out, and if you don't leave when the actual uh, like when hurricanes move through, when the hurricanes moving through, there is a certain amount of time when they're like, you're on your own. We can't get to you while the hurricanes, you know, come and after the hurricane, we might be able to, or when it dies down or whatever, you know. But there are times where. The government's like, you're on your own, and they will let you know when that happens. Gunnar Anderson says, Tim, I stayed for Hurricane Ida, Category 4. There was massive amounts of heavy rain and tornadoes that ripped through my yard. Tropical storms and low Category storms are just a drizzle. Anything beyond at Category 2, hold on to your britches. Yes, I was talking about this when I was in Sandy and Irene. I think they were both Category 1s. Like nothing. Mm -hmm. Irene was funny because it was just cloudy and windy. And and it was just windy and like there were tree branches in the street and I'm like, is, is that how long ago was Irene? Oh, uh, this was 2012, maybe. No, no, this had to be 2010. Okay, yeah, was a while ago. Yeah, maybe 2010. Let me let me let me look it up. <clears throat> I while think you, it was. While you do that, I want to give a shout out to Vosh's dad, nice. who's in my mentions, mad at me because I dunked on his kid. 2011. <laughs> really? Did Wait, you what? dunk on him really good? Is that why? Because uh, I pointed out the whole, like, uh, Vosh, Vosh has this clip out there where he goes and he, uh, I criticize him a lot for being a consequentialist. There's this clip out there where Vosh goes and he says that I'm, I'm, I don't want to lose for socialism. I want to win for socialism. What he's saying is I'm going to lie and be dishonest because I don't want to yeah. lose. I want to win. Yeah, costs, win at all costs. And I put it up there and I criticized him. And then, then Vosh's dad is like, don't pick on my baby boy. See, he said baby boy. <laughs> no, wow. he didn't really do that. He, but he, but I mean, when a dude comes in to defend his adult dad, his adult kid, who's a millionaire streamer, and I the dude him. rolls in because he's, he's mad because I criticize his, his kid who for admitting that he is a liar, bro, get out of my mentions, dude. Beat it. You know, I gotta, yeah. be, I gotta be honest, man. The left makes a lot of really good points. They really do. Uh, I typically loathe. Uh, I say typically, but let me you hear me out. There are uh, when I encounter your average wealthy person, they are not pleasant people. And I got to yeah. tell you, when these leftists complain about white people, here's the reality, though. They're talking about themselves. Yeah. Like the, these upper crust urban white liberals. It's yep. like, bro, everything you say, you know what? Fine. Have it. That's you, dude. Yeah. Like that. that Vosh is describing himself. Yeah. There ain't nobody that's more white supremacist than uh, that woman that wrote White Fragility. Yeah, it's like right. when, they, when they talk about the Nazis, they talk about like the people that are, that are wearing black 
or marching the streets, yeah. all chanting one thing at the same time, like all have one main ideology they're trying to impress on everybody else. Huh, interesting. Okay. Let's grab some more super chats. What do we got? Dylan Bellu says, Ian, can I borrow that jacket for one of my best friend's wedding Saturday? Rolling 20s. <laughs> Homie, if I could, if you were here, I'd let you grab it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Phil hears what he wants to hear. <laughs> Sergeant Buck says, I'm against poverty. Okay, great. Can you find me someone who is actively in favor of poverty? Depends on right. who you're talking about. There are people that I want to see poor. <laughs> These poor men south of Portland. Mm. What do we got? Steven Sanders says, Tim, I was arrested December 12th, 2022 in Florida. Three hours in handcuffs. I share Ian's passion. I'm a retired veteran in love with freedom. Right on. Right on. Where are we at? Someone making fun of Fanny Willis. That's very funny. Uh, what do we have? The Squid says, don't forget that the original language hidden in the Affordable Care Act allowed for euthanasia of the old with the likely intent to move on to disabled people with uh, or people with mental Ill health issues. Well, it's happening in Canada. So, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just rolling a stone around in my hand. When people are like, oh, you know, it doesn't you look should like have that on camera. Oh, no. Don't clip it. Don't clip it. Definitely clip it. Sorry, Phil. What were you saying? <laughs> um, the whole, like, the, like, you, I think that you should be able to end your own life without worrying about, like, the, you know, any kind of legal issues. But the, the, problem with that is it's the government can't help but try to encourage people the government can't help but be horrible it's like if there is a horrible outcome expect the government to do it you know they're yeah. going to test syphilis stuff on people they're on you know they're going to test uh drugs on people without their know knowledge they're they're, they're going to do all kinds of nefarious horrible shit that's why you can't let the government have you got to keep the government as small as you can. Well, that's why we, the people, are the government in this country, this experiment. You I'm cannot the put the that's power in a small group of that's hands because it always becomes corrupt throughout the history of time. So this is the experiment now as we govern ourselves. Mm -hmm. Join in. All right. Christopher Grover says, seeing Andy knows victory yesterday gave me a lot of hope as a Portlander. Maybe nice. there's still hope for this city. We're not beaten yet. Yep, I mean, knows. maybe people got to stand up. They got to vote. They got to push back. If Portland went Republican, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't. Yep. Uh, there, there's, there's an element of surprise I could say, like, wow, it finally happened. But the reality is, hearing what's been going on there, I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of regular local residents were just like, please make it all stop. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but I think for the, the reality is most people just leave, abandoning the city instead. Yeah, I mean, the, the people that have the means to get out, like, there's not a whole lot especially considering there's not a lot whole lot holding people in one place anymore especially considering the fact that the the uh that covid and the lockdowns and stuff kind of showed a lot of people that they have options and and other ways to live their lives that are not going to a nine to five all the time and and remote is an option for some for more people i think than they realize that one gamer says larry elder is filing an emergency injunction to get on the debate stage after meeting the requirements and still being denied oh. i'm curious to watch this play out thoughts love it i think they're claiming that uh one of the polls he used was affiliated with donald trump therefore he's it's no longer it's not valid or whatever but the only issue is that like trump's campaign sponsored a poll which is what everyone does You'll see a poll and it'll say like ABC News, Ipsos or whatever. Like, and it's because the news organization will go to them and say, hey, we're going to pay for you to do this poll. The polling is then done and it's in conjunction with. Yeah, I think uh, Larry Elder should be on the debate stage. Yeah, I agree. Where are we at? Griffin Street Studios says, I signed up with my state's RNC today to gather votes in coming months. Stop what you're doing and join me. 
Can't expect anything. Take action now. Here, here. Yeah. Jason Static says Trump Vivek team shirtless 2024. <laughs> I don't know about Trump shirtless. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I want to see Trump shirtless. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. Shadow Zero says Vivek is Bruce Banner to Trump's Hulk. I, that's actually pretty good. You know, oh, I Bruce hear that. Banner, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Jadrick Penifer. Jatrick Penifer says fantasy politics draft. Trump as president to be the agro meat shield. Tucker as VP to have more tact. Vivek as secretary of state to have actual power over policy. And RFK Jr.'s attorney general because his litigation history shows he'll go after the corrupt. Pretty well, okay. Good. Yeah. It's a pretty good roster. Hopefully. Saddle effing Trump. Tramp says, come on, Tim. Biden did poop himself in front of the Pope. He probably did. You know. Oh, we got a good one. I like this one. Where is this? Uh, uh, Rosa Murata says, that's not Fetterman. Look at the ears. Uh oh. I just want to explain to people how uh, depth of field works. So if there's a photo taken for a portrait of John Fetterman, it's going to smash his face and widen it out. And if you use a different kind of lens, it will narrow the face and the ears. So it really just depends on the uh, lens. But uh, I saw that going around. And I was like, look at his nose, look at his forehead, look at his eyes. It's Fetterman. It's not, it's like not, I, I, don't, I shouldn't even have to say that. You should be able to look at him and be like, oh yeah, that's John Fetterman. Mm -hmm. You know, where are we at? All right, let's see. Russian colluders is not sure if things change with skate contests, but if they won't take your 20,000, you should host the first annual Roberto Jr. Memorial Skate Attorney. Well, uh, I'm, uh, we do have some developments. I don't know for sure, but for those that aren't familiar, I posted that I'd be putting $20,000 towards a local do-it-yourself skateboard uh, uh, jam session and contest in Martinsburg, West Virginia. They have rejected the, the money. And so I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to step on anybody's toes here, but I'm assuming, I guess the, the people of Martinsburg, West Virginia and the skateboarders who are planning on coming down don't want the money don't want the, the $20,000 prizes. So I'll have more information tomorrow when I figure out what's going on, but we may just cancel it outright. Because if the organizers are like, don't bring your $20,000 to our event, I am not going to fight anybody over me giving away $20,000. But in the meantime, we decided whether this happens or not, we're going to do our own event anyway. And it's going to be total DIY random. We're not going to do any kind of like putting up tents and getting speakers. Literally, we're going to do an event where we have prizes and we just show up one day to one of these parks and we'll tell everyone where it is. It may be in a week or two. So it's looking like, you know, for whatever reason, these people who run this uh, this DIY plaza don't want $20,000. I can't tell you why, but I, I don't know. You could always find out who wins and then the following week just show up at their house. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, you know? for what purpose would they be like, no, don't bring your money here? Because if I just showed up, they would be like, here's the guy who won. I could write him a check and be like, here's the prize. So it was just like, when they were like, we don't want your money. I'm like, okay. And I'll take it up. Like, I don't know. Take it up with the skateboarders who are there. If they yeah. didn't want the money, then far be it for me to tell them they're for, they have to take it. My only you know I mean? guess is if they were like, oh shit, a guy on the internet just announced that we're here and that we're going to get a thousand randoms. This is not good. That's the only thing I can think of that they would say no. Because it, 
I could say saying no to that if Mr. Beast I don't. shouted that's out my own, local that's your little. Only yes, the only yes. No, I completely disagree I mean, with you that. You mentioned that it could be political, but it doesn't strike me. I, com as I completely disagree be, with that really. because typically what happens when someone contacts you and says we have an offer for sponsorship, you say what What are the details? You don't say right. no. I guess was it? Did they know it was announced online? Because that there's no a idea. lot of people listening. But 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 either way, I mean the response typically is. <clears throat> Hey, like if Mr. Beast reached out and said he was going to do something, it's like, hey, here, really appreciate it. Like, what did you have in mind? Here's what we could do. Here's what makes sense. Here's what doesn't make sense. Hey, we can't do it that way. We can do it this way. But the outright three-person messaging our our uh, one of our guys, a definitive, like, no. Yeah. At the same time, three different people associated with the event. I'm just like, okay. Like, all right. If you insist. I mean, I, I don't know what, what the reason is. It would be badass if you still got those people the money, the skaters. That'd be awesome. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna show up to someone's event when they were like, "How dare you give money to the locals?" Yeah, don't even go. Don't even mention that you gave it to them. No, just, I mean, we're gonna stay mind our own business and just say, yeah. "Okay, guys, fine, whatever." Slide that money into their bank accounts. No, we're just gonna, not gonna do it. Like, there's 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 got to be. If these are the guys that are running the space and they're outright like, "Get out of here," then I'll buy land next door. We'll build our own DIY park, yep. and then we'll do our own event. It's like you do your thing. Like I'm, I, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna build our own thing. Whatever. If like, you know, skate skateboarders can ask anybody who's going to that event. You can ask them what the issue was. I guess I don't know. Whatever. All right, here we go. Michael Beacon says John Fetterman looks like he's in the he's in witness protection. Like he's going to say, "No, sir, I'm not John Fetterman. I'm John. Uh, I'm not John Fetterman. I'm John Fetterman." By the way, thanks for the shut up Friday. <laughs> Seven Legions issue three coming soon. Oh, Glad nice. to hear it. Yeah. Where are we at? Do not, do not infringe. infringe, says the Republican Party embracing financial conservatism eliminated morality from the equation and made the love of the root of all evil an acceptable position. Hence, a Republican Party that props up candidates that are for sale. The love of money being the root of all evil, I think, is what, what you meant to type mm -hmm. there. The word yeah. money yeah. didn't come in. The, the, the money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is. Agreed. Rock Braz says the BRICS Bank president is the former Brazilian president Dilma Rousseff. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, she wrecked correct. Brazil Brazilian economy further than COVID. There's no chance for BRICS guys. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look at South Africa. We can't even keep the lights on. So I heard that China's in dire straits as well. They're not. They're not doing too hot after that flood and the way they diverted everything into. And they locked their entire economy down. Yeah. Like we kind of yeah. shut stuff down. But yep. they just shredded themselves. Dude, look at Shanghai. Everyone that was like, Shanghai was, was like New York of China. And everyone that lived there that was not from China, which is like a, a large population of like uh, expats, they don't live there anymore. They all left. So, yeah. All right. Greg Duvier says, Doug Burgum is North Dakota governor. He is a good governor, but he would not be a good president. No idea why he's running. Yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know every single governor, and I have no idea why I should be interested in hearing him argue with Nikki Haley. What, what, what is this? It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's completely irrelevant to American politics. I, I can't, I, I, people going to watch that debate? I don't know. Okay, so do you guys know that there's the lesser known candidates debates? Yeah. There's like a famous viral video of Vermin Supreme. There was a, a <laughs> Democratic funny. debate and he glitter bombs one of the candidates. And these are like Democrats who are running for president, but no one cares who they are. The lesser known debates or whatever. So they're in this tiny room. go back to the Democrats. <laughs> but my point is like, this debate Fox News is doing is like, it's like, it's like watching um, the return of Jafar. 
right? You know, you go to the movie theaters to watch Aladdin and you're like, wow, this is a Disney classic. And then later they have a made for home VHS called Return of Jafar. They're like, okay, you know, the kids might want to watch it, but it's not a big billion dollar production in movie theaters. And they get impersonators for the, uh, right. They the can't, yeah. exactly. There's the like, the it's not names. really, you know, uh, Robin Williams didn't reprise his role sure. as genie and they mm -hmm. got a sound alike and, you know, and that's what this debate is. It's just like the lesser known candidates who are not going to win. Yeah. What is the, what is the point? I don't know. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And head over to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member, because the members only show starts in just a few minutes. And as a member, if you sign up for at least six months, or if you sign up at the $25 per month level, you can submit questions and even call into the show to talk to us and our guest. So do that. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me personally everywhere on X or on Instagram and anywhere else at TimCast. And uh, Natalie, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, you can find me on War Room. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at Natalie G. Winters. Right on. I am Phil Labonte. The band is all that remains. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Phil that remains. I'm Phil that remains official on Instagram. Uh, like I said, the band is all that remains. You can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, on YouTube, Pandora, I'm sure, uh, Amazon Music, all over the place, man. All over the internet. Yo, Ian Crossland checking out for the night. Had a great night. Good to see you again, Nat. Always a pleasure. Thank and remember, you. you stand up for your rights so you still have them tomorrow. Nice. That crystal did Ian so much power today. It's cool to see. Huh? That's what it was. It was the crystal. Yeah, Luke Rutowski, right. dude. Yeah. Luke charged He's inside the crystal me. up with that powerful energy. <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's like the way Luke normally acts on the show, too. Like, I yeah, don't know. that wasn't intentional either. That's just real. Yeah, Luke real. is like sitting in his room right now with a crystal ball, and he's like, <laughs> and he sees Ian, and it's like the energy is flowing into the I crystal. Hear you, Luke. <laughs> that wasn't even Ian that did it. That was Luke that did it. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I am uh, Surge.com. Uh, you can catch me on X.com. Talk to you guys soon. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.